Welcome to the Game Changer 00100 show. I'm your host, Game Changer. And today we are going to talk about another movie that's out called Seriously Single. This movie is new. It's on Netflix and it follows, you got it, like most movies that are about the African-American experience, it follows the Black woman or a particular Black woman. But the reason why I decided to cover this, um, this one, and particularly with Melody, is because it's, well, it's um, African. Uh, this movie takes place in South Africa of all places. Um, so a lot of brothers talk about getting their passport and shit like that. And, you know, basically what they're trying to do is escape the sisterhood. But what's going on right now is the sisterhood is trying to follow you everywhere you go. See, the goal of the sisterhood is to assure that the entire world is like that. That here, I'm gonna mute you, Melody. Okay. All right. Is to assure that the entire world is like that. Why? Because they know that if there is any place in the world where femininity exists, then men will gravitate towards that, particularly black men. So what they hope for is that everywhere there exists black women, there exists a sisterhood. Now I'm old enough to have seen how the sisterhood began here in the US. It was through propaganda pieces. You know, it was basically through the movie industry. The movies that were made for black women were about celebrating singlehood. And this one is not much different. In fact, it's um, not different at all. What they're going to do, and this is just like a pre-spoiler to the movie. Um, what they're going to do is they're going to give an overview of the pluses of relationships and the, or excuse me, the pluses of being single and the minuses of relationships. And at the end of the movie, they're going to, well, let me not spoil the movie entirely, okay? Uh, let's get started. All right. So the first scene of this movie starts off like most movies are, you know, um, most movies that are in this genre. Um, typically, if this were a white movie, it would be a rom-com, a romantic comedy. Black people don't do rom-coms, generally speaking, because we don't do romance. So this movie isn't really romantic or it's just, uh, I wouldn't even know how to count, uh, qualify this movie. But this movie starts off in the office place and you have a woman that's successful, successful, oh, so successful, 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 oh, so successful. You have a successful, successful, oh, so successful black woman, right? That's younger. If I had to guess her age by looking at her, I'd probably say she's in her mid to late 20s. And she walks into her company or the place that she works, excuse me, like she owns the place. Because in a movie um, company, every single black woman owns the place. However, this particular black woman is not single. Nope, she is with somebody. She is with a man that she's been with for two and a half months. And she is just in love, in love, oh, so in love with him. 
So she's telling her boss because um, she speaks two languages, Zulu and English, as many South African Blacks do. Now, um, in fact, they, according to this movie, at least, they use the languages interchangeably. You know, like mid-sentence, they'll say it'll be part English and, and, you know, and it'll be part Zulu. According to this movie, that's how they get down, and that's okay. Um, But a white person, who just so happens to be her boss, but, you know, he don't act like it. Um, A white person comes in and talks like them. You know, used a Zulu word, right? And her reaction to this white person saying that was, didn't human resources talk to you about cultural appropriations? So it seems like you called human resources on your boss and you're still working there because that's how the world works. That's how real life works, at least according to this movie. Like both you and him are working together and you are working under him. Now, cultural, I mean, excuse me, um, human resources is kind of like the boss's boss. In fact, if you ever have a woman working under you, she is technically your boss because she can call human resources on anything and get you fired. So you basically have somebody with the ability to fire you working under you. That is modern day. Um, that's the modern day workplace. She could say, you touch me here, you touch me there, you said that, you said this, blah, 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 blah. And your job is in jeopardy depending on the human resources manager who just so happens to also be a black woman or a, you know, alphabet black woman or just something that's not you. This is not going to be a jury of your peers situation ever. So after, you know, threatening her boss, she says, why does everybody, why don't everybody cheer up? It's Valentine's Day. And then she gets a package. Oh, by the way, this is from a black man who's about the same age as her, except he's delivering packages and she is a social media manager and shit like that because black girl magic, at least on the screen, but look up the income. Anyway, um, so she's... um, So she gets this package and it is a velvet backpack. And this backpack has a bunch of toiletries. It has, you know, um, everything you need to for the bathroom. All of her bathroom goods, all of her feminine products and shit. Right. And she's like, oh, great. You know, he's taking me on a exotic vacation to such and such because he loves me so much and I make him so happy. He has taken me on an exotic vacation to such and such. And um, she signs for the package and she gets excited. She's even putting it on her social media page with all the hearts and shit like that, you know. And um, everybody's watching. And as it turns out, a bunch of other shit was delivered with it. And guess what? All this other shit is because he is dumping her. 
On Valentine's Day, he sends all of her shit to her job of all places. Why didn't he send it to her house? I don't know. That's actually where her tampons and shit belong. Why would he send her shit to work? But it's a movie. And the main premise of the movie isn't really that. Now, amongst all of her shit was a interesting item that I noticed in the background. Well, actually, Melody pointed it out to me. Melody, what was in the background of all of her shit? Hello? Melody, I can't hear you. Hello, hello? Well, all right, she's gonna come back. What was in the background of all of her shit was a severed human head. From a mannequin, of course. And why does she have a white woman's mannequin head in a box that's meant to be of her shit? First of all, first of all, Let's talk about the fact that she decided it to, it to be oh so clever. To Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. I'm sorry. So yeah, no, what was the question? So the question was, amongst all of her shit, what did she find? What was in the background at, at her job? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, you borked out for a second, but I can hear you. Are you talking about when I told you that the wig head was in the back? Yes, yes, it was a it was a human yes. head for a mannequin for a wig. <laughs> now, keep in mind that she's been with this guy for two and a half months. Not only did she feel it fit to move in boxes and boxes of her shit. She feels comfortable to keep her wig mannequin around this dude. Now, I want to point out that she was completely oblivious as to why he broke up with her. She, When she got the package, she thought, of course, it's a comedy. See, generally, generally speaking, any movie about relationship, any comedy that's about relationships, like, you know, something about Mary or um, or Pretty Woman or what's that movie with Julia Roberts and Cameron Diaz? Um, My Best Friend's Wedding. Like normally shit like that is a romantic comedy. But since black people, due to the sisterhood, can't get romance down, it's just a comedy. It's just funny. It's just real hee-haw funny, real ha-ha hilarious. So yeah, anyway... Within a two-month period, she decided to make this a um, movie, or excuse me, um, she decided to move all of her shit in, including her wig head. She felt comfortable enough to do that. And if you wonder why there's no romance in the movies, that's why. Because it's written by women who think shit like this is okay. And they wonder why the guy broke up with them. But we're going to get into why he got with her ass in the first place in a little bit. So um, the breakup. And then next scene, they're at the club. 
You know, the club. They up in the club. Showing some love. They in the club. Now, apparently they were having a pretty decent time. Oh, and she has a friend. But Melly, you want to take this part about the club? About the club when um her her friend was in there. They were dancing. Um, her friend is this big fat woman with a blonde wig, a lot older than her. She's about thirty five, mm -hmm. <laughs> and she was basically in a club telling her to um, meet up with guys and fuck them on the mm -hmm. first night. So basically, they was in there just drinking, meeting guys, making out. All this crazy stuff. She was in there telling the guys about her story, about, you know, her, her oh, no, boyfriend. That's a later club scene. Oh, okay. That's Sorry. a later club scene. So Sorry, just, just yeah. so no worries. Just so y'all know, this movie takes place in three places. Their apartment, the club, and her office. That is her life. She circles life through those three places. So in the club... Um, her friend did tell her um, the first time um, that she should get some new penis. She should find herself some new penis. Now, her friend has literally went through all of the penis in the club. She actually asked herself, who here haven't I made out with? And she looked around and she seen a guy that she thought, you know, oh, there's a dick I didn't suck yet. But she took a closer look, and it turns out that she did. So she's been throughout the entire club. And this is the life that she is promoting for her friend, the cock carousel. So they both get drunk, and, you know, the main chick, she goes to the, you know, the one that's not fat. Uh, she goes to the parking lot. She goes to the parking lot to cry about her life where she meets a, Melody, would you say that the guy was a jawline nigga? Yeah, because she he was more handsome than she is pretty. So yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So um, yeah, she met with a guy that was handsomer than she was pretty. So they're trying to bring that to South Africa and they start drinking. And she says, why don't guys ever care about um, about women as much as we care about them. Now that's a very um, that's a very point that's a very poignant thing. Why? Because this movie is dedicated to flipping that paradigm. You see, most black romantic movies, and I shouldn't even call it romantic, but most black movie about relationships isn't about the two people getting together. That's why these aren't romantic movies. No, these movies are about one person getting the one up on the other person. Like if it's a player movie, it's about, you know, oh, I played her, so I got the one up on her. But most movies aren't about players. If it's another kind of movie, um, or if it's a movie like this one, it's about women getting a one-up on men. So she's not mad about the breakup, more or less. She is mad about um, 
about the not getting the one up. No, this isn't um, this isn't a Nollywood movie, um, Zerks, because how can I say she's um, this is a Nigerian for one. But even though other, this isn't even West African um, and Nollywood movies tend to be more religious. You know, um, that's one thing that's not really my cup of tea, but they tend to be a little bit more religious and uh, a lot less budgeted. So, no, this isn't that. Double D, if they're if they're black movies about relationships, then they're not romantic. You know, they're just black relationship movies like uh, two people relating like like, you know, I guess Boomerang can be considered romantic. But. It, yeah, I guess that that's one that I could think of that's romantic, you know, and maybe we did some romantic shit back in the day, but was was waiting to excel romantic. I guess the ones that have black female leads aren't romantic because their goal in life. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. So uh, she gets with the jawline nigga. They start drinking and talking. And she said that, um, well, do you remember that scene, Melody? I'm talking too much. No, you're fine. When they, you mean when they were in the car in the um, parking lot and they were drinking? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and basically, um, I believe she was just asking them questions like like you said, why do women fall in love more than guys and things like that? And then from there, I guess he was like, from there he wanted to go back to his place. Like after they had the conversation in the car and everything. So and then he went. Hmm? And did she go? Yeah, she went back to his place with them. And did the nasty. And did the nasty. Yep. <laughs> now, why do you think she went back um, with him to do the nasty? Well, first of all, he had some game. He had good game. <laughs> Wait, um, wait a minute, wait a minute. He had game? What, was he a Pookie Ray Ray nigga? No, he was more like a business guy, but, but he did seem like he had no, a natural no, no. game. No, 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 no. So so he's educated? He's, he's educated. Yes. Correct. <laughs> yeah, he was an educated lean. Um, he had natural game. Then he don't game. get no pussy. <laughs> you already know about that. Okay. I mean, All right. So apparently this is the one, this is the one educated lame on the planet that gets pussy, um, fellas. Um, and it's because like Marco, he's a natural. Okay. Let's, let's continue. So, you know, he had charisma, he had game and, um, and anything else? You said he's a handsome dude. He was a handsome dude. Mm -hmm. He took him back to her place. I mean, he took her back to his place. Mm -hmm. They did the nasty and, um, they woke up in the morning. You want me to keep going or you want to stop there? They woke up in the morning after doing the nasty. Mm -hmm. And she prepared herself. She prepared herself to tell, um, you know, to wake him up. And then the moment he woke up, he realized that he was late for a job thing that he had to do, that he had to go to. Now, keep in mind, she was already fully clothed. She had all of her clothes on because she woke up before he did. And she, you know, she did the whole mouthwash thing, you know, to prepare herself. 
And then, you know, he's like, oh, shit, I got to catch a flight. He's getting his clothes together. He's, he's trying to get ready as quickly as possible. And then um, he, he threw her purse in her belt. He just threw a purse and belt to her. <laughs> now, okay, I'm not going to say what a normal person would have done in that situation. But Melody, what would you have done in that situation? You just did the nasty with a guy and you see that he has to go. So he uh, he's giving you your stuff so you can get ready while he's getting ready. What would you do in that case? I will get ready and leave. That's what normal people would do, right? That's how a normal person behaves, right? Yep. Okay. What does she do? She wanted to stay. <laughs> she didn't want him to leave. She convinced him like, to give him the key, to give her the key so she can stay. He told her to give it to the um, security guard. But instead, she stayed. And when he got back to the house, she was there right, waiting for him. So I want y'all to wrap your brains around this. Now, this mo movies like this are written by women for women. This is the type of behavior that they find acceptable. A man is trying to urge you to leave and you shame him. You're like, are you kicking me out? It's like, no, it's not kicking you out. It's politely asking you to leave. Because right now, if I piss you off too much and say, would you please get the fuck out? You will scream R word. So he has to be as polite as possible so she don't do that. And he gives her the keys to his place with all of his worldly possessions inside. Like his graduation photos, his his baby photos that his mom gave like one copy of, you know, and she hadn't, you know, seen it in about 30 years and shit. You know, he just left her in the place with all that because it's better than the alternative. Are you kicking me out? It's like... Are you not leaving? Why do you want to stay? Why are you staying in this place empty? So to be polite, he gives her the keys and says, leave it with the security guard. And then she says, am I going to see you again? Which is something that you asked for before you fuck. Which is something you asked before you fuck. Am I going to see you again? And of course he says, yes. What is he going to say? No, you're never going to see me again. Here's the key to my apartment. Do what you will. What the fuck? Exactly. So as Melody said, she kept the keys and she goes back to the apartment. Because he, he was going to come back the next day. So she used the key, goes, goes into the apartment. And um, she waits there. She waits there with lingerie on, hoping to entice him. But fellas, this is not a good thing. You may think it's a great thing that you that you come come from wherever you come from a business trip, and there is a naked woman, or excuse me, a woman in lingerie with dinner ready for you. You may think that's a good thing. And you may you might just want to, you know, rip out a fork or rip out your penis and go to work. But you see, if you do that, if you eat anything, if you fuck anything, if you do anything, you are setting a precedent. 
You are saying that it's okay for you to barge in my motherfucking house at will as long as you give me some pussy. If you give me some pussy, it's okay. You could come over whenever you like as long as you give me some pussy. What if he had been bringing home another chick? How awkward would that have been? Now, was this woman a good cook? That question is for you, Melody. Okay, so <laughs> when he got back to the apartment, she was in a lingerie. Um, she said she had food cooking for him. And they went in the kitchen and he saw a chicken box from the chicken store after she pretended to cook it. <laughs> so, no, she's not a good cook. Yeah, so she lied about cooking food for him. She orders takeout. So she don't cook. She can't cook. All he, all she offered that he couldn't get himself was pussy. So he was about to get her, he was about to kick her out. And she says, you know, oh, my thong is killing me anyway. You know, like that's an accident. Like she's going to bring attention to her panties. You know, like, yes, my <laughs> thong is killing me anyway. So I'm going to go home. So of course he fucks her. And then she just winds up staying there. Because this movie started in February, remember Valentine's Day, until April. She's there till April. They do like a whole 80s type montage of, of them together. And he seemed miserable through the whole thing, you know, because she was like shaving her armpits um, while he's taking a shit right in front of him. And, um, and oh, and he's finding like all kind of strange shit, you know, like that funnel. Like that, like that fucking funnel. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the, I'm not going to even ask Melody what that's about because I don't want to know. There's still <laughs> shit that I, I, I would just not want to know. I have no idea. I, I just fucking don't care. I just fucking don't care what the fuck that bitch is doing with a funnel. But get this. You know the, um, you know the, the, the white mannequin head that she had with the last dude? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. She bought the white, she bought two of them. She bought two white mannequin heads to this nigga's place or to this brother's place and put it on top of his shit. So fellas, I don't know, I don't know if any of y'all ever dealt with this. If any of y'all ever dealt with this shit before, but have y'all seen that? Have y'all seen a situation where, where a bitch felt so comfortable with you that not only does she take off her wig in your presence, and put like the fucking Aladdin genie wrap around her head. Not only does she, or not, 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 not Aladdin, but the Jafar wrap around her head, the fucking turban. Not only does she feel comfortable doing that, she has it to where she has a white mannequin head that she places the wig on in your fucking room. You wake up and you see um, your chick with no damn hair on her head and a white mannequin head with your chick's hair on it. <laughs> you just put you just place the hair hat right on top of it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and they just like lower the wig like Dark Vader inside that thing when he put the helmet on. Like <laughs> <laughs> And don't forget about the padded bra she had on. And, and she had a padded bra. Yeah, exactly. She's full of makeup. I mean, she's cute like when everything comes together, the makeup, the hair, you know, and the um and the 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 tits, even though with the pads, it's still like you know, 
she still got like a 4.0 body. She's a straight yeah, a dude. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But you know, like that that pad added like a two extra two centimeters um, of extra tits for her, and she walked around with it. So, so fellas, sexual encounters like these are always going to be disappointing. You're going to wake up to a chick with far less titties and far far less hair and less appealing in the face. Yeah. And they are selling the fantasy that you will pull the jawline nigga. Keep in mind that he was more handsome than you are pretty without all the shit. That, like with the wig on, with the makeup, with the padded bra and all that shit, he was still more handsome than you are pretty and more successful. Um, they're telling these young ladies that you can get this with a wig. Because if given a choice between a wigged black woman and a wigless white woman in South Africa, the black man is always going to go with the wigged black woman because, you know, solidarity. Be one. So, <laughs> oh, oh, yes. And uh, handsome, successful black men are given that choice, sweetie. So, yeah, best stick with the others. Anyway. Um, so, but in the movie world, this works. You can move in your fucking white severed head and put it on top of your shit, your strange ass funnels and, and shave your armpits underneath, underneath them. And he will be okay with this because you have a pussy and you don't need anything else. Not when you have a pussy. <laughs> and if you don't feel the same way, that's because you're not getting any pussy. You incel yeah. you. Okay, what's the <laughs> next thing? Because I'm, I'm lost. I'm looking it up now. Okay, after that. After they did the whole montage and everything, yeah. Yeah, they're in an apartment. They're having sex. Oh, they had sex again. Mm -hmm. And then it just went to the scene. I'm trying to think. Well, they, they did the sex the first time, and then they were together for like, you know, uh, years and decades and shit. Yeah, it showed like yeah right, right, that they were together, yeah. um, and then she started venting to her friend about him, like how she feels and everything. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that her friend didn't like it because her friend wanted her to be single with mm -hmm. her, even though she wasn't single, but she wanted her to believe she was single. Um, well, that's later too. That's later too. Remember? That's not. Because remember, her friend was single in the beginning. Right. But then, you know, the 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 manager, the barman. Right. She got with him. So at this time, she wasn't with him yet, correct? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, find the scene because it kind of went blank there for me too. Okay. Um, so I, I found it. I found it. So um, I'll play it. I'll play the audio of it. Now, the friend, um, and I use that term loosely, the friend um, had sex with a guy two months ago. I forgot to mention that part, right? The friend had sex with a guy two months ago, um, or in on Valentine's Day, she found some guy uh, to fuck the same night that, um, you know, the small one fucked um, her guy. Except this was a pump and dump. 
And keep in mind that the friend is the one doing the pump and dumping. She's not getting pumped and dumped. She is pumping and dumping. And this was two months ago. So now she's at, she's back at the same bar and she runs into the guy who she pumped and dumped. Now let's take a listen at their conversation. Oh, by the way, he works at the bar. Okay, so he says, the more you talk, the less I want to have sexual intercourse with you again. And she says, really? And she bends over so she so he can see her cleavage. When you're fat, that's pretty much all you got. And it's not like a D cup on you shows as much. I mean, like it's it's a percentage. It's a percentage. Like um, how much of your entire anatomy is the titties? is the question. A big ass woman with big ass titties is not the same thing as a small woman with big titties. Like the tits are small on you because relative to the entirety of your chest and belly, they're small. It's a relativity thing. It's the theory of titty-tivity is what it is. But she shows off her tits like she's regular woman. Ignoring the fact that you're fat. And what does he do? GC, I can't really hear it. Turn it up a little bit. I can't. It's at its maximum. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just not play it because it's not. So basically, she's she's referring to the dude as the help and just 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 downputting him, just all around shitting on this dude, you know. And um, he is still coming back for more. Now, I want to point out that it's been a couple months since he fucked her. I want to point out that she has had so much dick since then that she don't even remember his penis. And he hasn't had any pussy since then, or else he would have known that she is, um, um, or else he would, um, he wouldn't have remembered her. That's what I want to say. So he's pussyless and she is just overdicked. That's their situation. But let's go back to the main couple, right? So she tells her friend um, that, you know, she's been, um, her friend is upset. The fat friend is upset that she hasn't seen her bestie in a long time. Her bestie. And she says, well, she's been spending time with her guy. And she's like, what do you know about this guy? So immediately she starts to, she starts to hate. No, don't worry about it. I won't play it again. Immediately she starts to hate. What do you know about this guy? And, you know, she starts to explain, like, I know this, this, and this. He works a lot. How do you know he's working? He could be with some bitch. Some bitch. 
and she's like, okay, I'm going to stalk him. Now, I want to point out, and then I'll give us, I'll get a next scene to Melody. Um, I want to point out that a sisterhood chick will always assist you in doing some fuck shit. Like, ask her to, to help you do something. Matter of fact, ask a sisterhood for a threesome. Ask a sisterhood chick for a threesome. Tell a sisterhood chick, like, you know something? Um, I want to spice things up. And it would really be nice if, you know, the two of us were to get together and surprise my my um, husband on Valentine's Day and his birthday because his birthday just so happened to be on Valentine's Day. It would be and and our uh, and our anniversary is on Valentine's Day and his birthday. So basically, I want to surprise my husband with a anniversary Valentine's birthday gift of a threesome. And you ask your friend and see if she says yes. And if she's sisterhood, she will definitely say no. She would not even hold the motherfucking camera if you wanted to make a sex tape with your husband. She will not do anything to encourage a healthy relationship, but tell her that you want to show up at his office and do random fuck shit. And she's there front and center. So Melody, you want to take it from there? The next thing? Sure. So... He, he told her that he was going to have a meeting in a hotel for his job. Mm -hmm. So basically her best friend, the sister, her chick, was like, okay, well, let's go and see if he's really having a meeting. Mm -hmm. So they go to the hotel, they knock on the door, and some guy opened the door naked. They were having like a bachelor party. Mm -hmm. So when they walk in, the girl couldn't believe it. Like she was like, she saw the guy come out and she was like, can you tell her that you're not cheating on me? Can you tell her you're not cheating on me? And then he said, I'm not cheating on you. I'm married. I'm getting mm -hmm. married. So um, after she said that, I mean, after he said that, basically they was walking out. They left the hotel, basically. Did I leave anything out? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, you're 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 going somewhere. You said that they were walking out, and mm -hmm. then you know it's like dot dot dot. But what's the dot dot dot? They were walking out, and I can't remember what happened after that. So basically, they were walking out, and um, one of the fellas decided to that he was attracted to the fat one. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> He was attracted to the fat one and she walked out like she didn't want to give him his number, her number. So she walked mm -hmm. out. But not before stealing three bottles of champagne. And he says, wait, what are you doing? And she says, reparations. So right. a black woman is telling a black man that he owes her reparations. So it ends there. And the next scene, she's at work and she's looking at the guy's Facebook, you know, and she discovers his wife and all the good stuff. Now, apparently Facebook has a feature, right, that lets you track wherever a person is. Why would a person have that feature on their thing? I don't know. That's weird. It's like, I want you to know where I'm at. 
I want you to know where I'm at at all times. So yeah, it's a comedy because it would be a romantic comedy, but it's black people. So um, she used Facebook to track him. Oh, by the way, he also sends all of her shit um, to her job. And she did have two severed heads on top of these boxes as well. So it's a pattern. Um, like every two months, she get broken up on and they send all of her shit to her job of all places. Anyway, um, so what does she do? She stalks the guy and his wife at um, lunch or whatever. And you want to take that or you want me to take it? Yeah, he stalks the girl and the guy at lunch. And she walks over to them and starts talking. <laughs> and pretty much the the wife already knew about her because I guess mm -hmm. they were in an open relationship. Mm -hmm. So when she walked, wait, I'm trying to think something else happened before that. Well, basically, he was talking. She was talking to him, and then um, when she left, the wife knew already knew about her. So um, he promised her that he wouldn't. He's not seeing her anymore. It's all about her now, and basically tried to convince her that he's not going to ever talk to her again. Mm -hmm. And you can take it from there. Um, yeah, so hold on. I'm looking for the next scene. Give me a second. Uh, it's cloudy, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, because normally when I do a review, it's uh, about shit that I've seen like over and over again. Exactly. Oh, so um, she decides also um, the next scene is his wedding scene. And she decides to show up at her ex-boyfriend's wedding. And guess who she gets to show up with her? Her best friend. Exactly. <laughs> because, you know, every time she has a stupid idea, the best friend is there to back it. Like, oh, you're about to do something stupid? You're about to show up at your ex-boyfriend's wedding? I gotta go. You should definitely do that. So they go, they sneak in and pretend to be uh, waiters and waitresses. And then he reads his vows. And right before the preacher says, I now announce you, I now pronounce you husband and wife. She drops her tray of food and everybody looks. Yes, she interrupted the happiest day of both of their lives because of her feelings. I was with them for two months. And it started off with supposed to be a one night stand, but I broke into his apartment and wore a thong and he should be with me because I have a pussy and a thong. You know, she has a pussy and a thong too. Yeah, but, but my wig is better than hers. <laughs> and then she storms off after ruining the happiest day of this guy's life and this woman's life. You know. But that didn't stop them. They still got married. And they still got married. Exactly. So then after that, you know, she's going through the motions. And um, where does she go? Back to the club. Now, this club scene was interesting. This club scene, she says, what's wrong with me? Now, the funny thing is, 
is that that is always a rhetorical question. And it's always a question that they ask other women, particularly other single women who are on the cock carousel. Because if they were to ask like the Manosphere, what's wrong with you? Or shout out to Kenneth Samuels. He would say, what's wrong with you is the fact that you have on a fucking wig. <laughs> to start, you have on a wig, you are with guys who are handsomer than you are pretty, which means that he has options of better. You're hanging, you with, a hang you're hanging with a hate and fat friend. Exactly. Your friend is giving you, you know, relationship destructive advice. You know, she follows your um, bad advice and she deters your good advice. You know, that you give yourself. So she's in this club and she's flirting. She's flirting with guys and she goes home drunk. Now, by this time, um, the fat one is making googly eyes at the bartender, who of course is not fat because a fat woman getting with a fat man, not in the black community. That's impossible. No, fat women belong with guys, women that don't work out belong with guys that do in the black community because this is Africa. All right, so um she does a social media thing and do you want to take it from there um while they're in a club right what part are we on um okay so they leave the club and the guy the bartender carries her home and then after that uh she goes into her room and she does a social media post eyelashes you remember i'm trying to remember <laughs> Okay, so she's crying. She's crying on, on Facebook or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so she's crying on Facebook and um, she takes her wig off. Oh, yeah. And her eyelashes. Okay, exactly. I'm starting to remember again. Exactly. She takes her wigs and her eyelashes off. She's crying and everybody's seen her without a wig. So she humiliates herself. And the next morning, her bestie, her best friend uh, comes in and she has a smile on her face. She says, guess what? You are trending on social media. And she's just secretly laughing because she knows that it's not in a good way. She knows that she humiliated herself. And they said, they are calling you Desperate Bay. They are calling you Desperate Bay and you know, she gets so embarrassed. And her friend revels that she is now single, humiliated, and crying and drunk. And her friend revels in it. So then um, her friend tries to highlight the virtues of single life. You know, going from dick to 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 dick. Now, her friend is older. She's 35. And I think this chick is in her late 20s. So she already knows that it's not all it's cracked up to be. You know, it's not what it's made out to be, but misery, misery loves, misery loves company. company. Yes, I was just exactly. about to say that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you already know. Yeah. yeah. So um, 
they give a toast to singlehood. I'm looking at it on my other computer, by the way. So uh, give me a second. And um, afterwards, they go back in the club because her friend has convinced her to get back on the cock carousel. You got to get back on that cock carousel and back on it she gets. And a group of guys walk up, one of which says, um, hey, I know you. Now, this guy is as handsome as she is pretty. You know, this would be a relationship that you would say they are equally yoked. But what does she say? I'm not interested. And she immediately dismisses the guy. But not before. But then her friend says, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. You guys want here? Let me see if I can play it. I hope I. Can, I hope it's. Uh, tell me if the volume is too low. Right. Hold okay. On. This is the part when um she asked them to bring to buy them drinks. Exactly. Yeah. Have a good time together, and no one expects anything of anyone. Okay. 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 You hear it? No. no, no yeah, no, no, I hear no. it. Thank you. Oh, I didn't recognize you with the wig on. You're different, babe. So the guy says. I didn't recognize you with the wig on. You're separate, babe. By the way, by this time, she's got a longer wig. She has the long wig now because she wants to feel like she has longer hair or something. I don't know. Like, why not just wear a wig anyway? But why wear a wig? You're in your fucking 20s and you have a wig on. Right. But her friend, her fat friend, proposes that um, you guys continue to buy his drink and we aren't obligated to sleep with you. And these guys said okay to that. And then they danced and partied and not fucked any of the guys and went home. Because that is the benefit. You see, here's the thing. The club is a feeding ground for a woman's ego. It's where they go to feed um, to feed their ego. Now they go online as well as the club, but when they want their ego fed face to face, they put their best wig on and best makeup and pad their bras and they go to the club and they shoot down guys that they should be fucking. And then um, after a while, that gets old. And it gets old because people just tend to stop going to places where the guys tend to just stop going to places where they're chronically getting shot down. You know, like there's no net benefit for it. So it just gets like less and less guys. And since the guys are the ones actually paying for stuff, then the clubs just shut down. That's how it almost always works. And I want to also point out that the friend is drinking, the fat friend is drinking because the guys are interested in the slim friend. I think that's the only reason why she hangs out with the younger slim chick, so she can get all the men. Exactly. She's basically capitalizing off of her pussy. Mm -hmm. And the slim chick is with the fat chick because she is capitalizing off of her being less attractive. She looks hotter standing next to her. It's codependence. They are dependent on each other. So they do the party thing. And the next scene, the fat friend 
is outside taking the trash out. And what does she decide to wear taking the trash out? <laughs> um, a sweater, like one of those covers covering mm -hmm. her. And she had like a, a hat on, a winter hat. So Instead she had her wig. And she's naked with a blanket around her. So not only is she getting trash juice on her blanket that she sleeps in, and she's taking her blanket outside, like with all the air and dust and rubbing it on the ground that, that people spit on. Like, not only are you doing that, um, why didn't you put on some fucking clothes and then take the trash out? Like, is taking the trash out such a pressing concern that you had to do it naked? You were right. standing there naked and you put a hat on and wrapped yourself with a blanket. Really? Why, why couldn't she just um, put her hair hat on? No, yeah. I mean, it, all she had to do was just throw right on. Yeah. Well, they want to send um, a message. And that message is that men will take you at your worst. That black men will take you at your worst. You can be, you know, wrapped in a blanket with a, with a, with a fucking winter cap on. No hair underneath. Fat as hell. And a black man will, um, what's going on, uh, Liam? And a black man will embrace you. Oh, while taking out garbage. Because there's nothing sexier than a woman with a bunch of garbage in her hand. <laughs> and black men will literally take a garbage woman. A fat garbage woman. Keep in mind that this dude isn't, isn't um, out of shape. And Melody, you can tell better than I, is he more handsome than she is pretty? He's more handsome than she is pretty and yeah. more slimmer than she is fat. <laughs> well, more, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, where was I? Oh, okay. So the next scene. She shows up to work with a hangover. And the glasses. And you want to take it from there? Or do you remember that scene? I kind of remember it. She comes in with the hangover. Mm -hmm. And as she's talking to her boss, she throws up all over, I think, the client that she threw up on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then she went in there and sat down and um, take it from there. I forgot what happened after that. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Jessica N is here. Okay, Jessica, um, but we black men embracing big women from other races at all time. I don't condone that shit either. But once you separate a man from any standards, why would you expect him to still maintain racial ones? You see, here's the thing. Y'all did a very clever job of convincing men, black men, that pussy is pussy. But y'all forgot that other races of women have pussies too. You forgot about that that pussies exist on other races of women. So the whole pussy is pussy thing, yeah, you've instilled that in the black men successfully, but you know, what you found yourself in a position or in a situation, you have one group of women with um, who's fat with a wig on and you have another group of women who's fat without a wig. You still lose. 
You just lost to their lease. What's transparent? What do you need to be transparent? All right. Moving on. Moving on. So the guy shoots his shot again. Keep in mind that this is like the third time that he got rejected after getting um, the pussy initially. This is like the this is like the um, third time. Um, oh, hold on, Zerks the first. I appreciate you. You say um, you say break it down. Hold on. You say break it down, GC. I appreciate you, brother. So um, where was I? Well, we were talking about the scene when she went to work and she threw up everywhere. Oh, I'm yeah. trying to remember what happened after that. Oh, so she was drunk. She threw up on uh, the client's shoes. Now, keep in mind, you know, most people get fired for shit like that. But she is a she is a black girl rock. And young black girls, if you get your education, you'll just be so the shit that you could just go around throwing. You could show up to work drunk and throw up on a client and you'll still have a job. Yeah. Because you're the shit. Strong, independent black woman. Exactly. Exactly. See, here's the thing. What they're trying to instill into young ladies is that if you sacrifice career for relationship, you'll get you might not get the relationship, but you'll get the career. What they don't tell you is that when you sacrifice career for relationship, you might not even get the career. And that part will kill your fucking soul to figure out. Hold on, let me um, let me see. All right, I'm back. What they don't tell you is that you might not even get the career. I mean, have y'all ever seen a person who is, let's say, 30 or 40? I'm a woman who's 30 or 40 and not very successful, and she don't have a relationship? Plenty of them. Yeah, exactly. These are the ones that thought that they would all they had to do was go to Healed Business College and they will take, you know, society by storm. That's the majority of the black community. Yeah, exactly. But in real life, it doesn't work that way, because in real life, you graduate at the same time as, you know, a bunch of other healed. Oh, by the way, healed is um, was a college. It's it's uh, now out of business. It declared bankruptcy and it's no longer. But it was one of those, you know, like when you're watching um, when you're watching those commercials during the day, and it's like, you know, you should come and get a business degree. Like business is oh god. Anyway, um, but they graduate hundreds of girls like that, and there's only one job. And girls, they went there and they would leave like with sixty thousand dollars in debt. And I knew one, I fucked one who worked at Payless Shoes, and she had all that debt because there are like girls like you and one job. Like there, there's there's hundreds in any given city. And they're going to graduate a new class next year or next semester. And then next semester and a semester after that. So, but if you listen to these movies, if you focus on your career and you get your and you get your master's in African American studies, you'll just be the shit to where your boss that you just threatened with HR, you know, with human resources, um, will let you get away with throwing up on a client's shoe. 
So and then she walks away and they rescheduled, you know, because you you just schedule your life around the drunk black woman. So when, because this isn't the only place, basically the way the clients work is they go from business to business to determine who's the best suited. She's, she's in marketing or advertising. So, you know, she, whoever is the best suited for advertisement is the one that they go to. Holy shit, Smooth. Your son's mom got a master's in in uh, African-American studies. Now, does she work for like um, Google in the African-American studies department or does she work for Amazon in the African-American studies department? Oh, no, 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 no. She worked for Tesla in the African-American studies department, right? Like, I'm telling you, it, it kills me. So basically, basically, instead of for smooth, instead of for spending the age of 18 to 22, which is her undergrad, and then 22 to 24, uh, her graduate degree, instead, so basically, and these are the only ages that Marco will fuck a bitch. So instead of her spending her prime years, her 18 to 24 year old years, mastering sucking your dick, she got her master's in African-American studies. How come she couldn't like get her master's in sucking your African-American dick? How about that? She works for a college. Is she a professor there? Is she a tenured professor? Please tell me if she is. But that's what they do. And they sacrifice their best years, their best years for this. I mean, they have like all the options in the world. They could they could lock it down with anybody. But instead, they have two degrees, a minor in African-American studies and a master's. Yep, a program director. Now, people might think that that is prestigious because it has the word director in it. You know, when you think of director, you think of something like, you know, oh, this is a director. They, they, you know, they, they're the ones at the symphony, you know, uh, or at the opera that's moving the wand around, and then the cello's cello and the harp's harp and shit like that. There, that's the director. Or no, that's choreographer. My bad. But a director is like the one behind the camera telling everybody what to do. Like, you know, you stunt man, you do that. You, you hit a backflip. You know, you leading lady, you show some more tits because he's a director. That's what you think of when you think of a director, right? But what a director, um, um, a program director is, and correct me if I'm wrong, Smooth, um, it is a person that creates activities for a group of people. They plan the field, they um they plan the field trips and shit. And you know, for for kids, um, or in this case, uh, college students, you know, they they do shit like that. It's a fancy title for, you know, assistant instructor. You are assisting the instructor. Now, I'm pretty sure, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not okay, I'm gonna get out of there. I won't even talk about her. I, trust me, I've seen the story a hundred times. So I won't even tell her story. I'll just tell the story that I heard a hundred times. 
they went to university and they like, you know, I am going to get my master's, my master's, my big, big, big master's. And then if somebody come to me, I'm going to say, nigga, you ain't got your master's. You just a police officer. You're just a firefighter. You're just a, you're just a, um, um, what's that one dude that made a grip? Um, 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 and it was a job I never heard of. So he's like a technician on those uh, windmills. He's a technician on those windmills that um, that gives you power, at least here in California. We have, um, if you go to like an outback place, you'll start to see where they wind farm places and the wind uh, does it and it sends it to the transmitter and, and then they get electricity that way. So it's, it's like a clean energy thing. So every now and again, one breaks down and he climbs up and fix it. And he gets paid like like um, like damn near 250 a year, but he don't have a degree. So these Afro-American studies chicks would be like, you ain't got no degree. Bitch, I make five times what you make. I got my master's. I'm an educated woman. I got my master's. So she went in thinking that she was going to be a 10-year a tenured professor at a major university um, teaching others Afro-American studies. I'm willing to bet a half of an inch, a, a quarter of an inch, an eighth of an inch of penis that that's what she expected to do. So she, she had dreams of, of, um, of doing that. And then she graduated with her master's with her tits out. Like, I am the shit. I am the shit. And then she went to Harvard and said, smacked her degree on the table and say, gimme job. And then he just took her master's and threw it on a pile of, of a bunch of other bitches degrees. <laughs> and it happened at each and every single university she went to. Why? Because she didn't realize, like, just like there was 200 people graduating alongside of you and there's only like maybe 150 universities in all of California, all of which is graduating 200 people. That there are more people with masters than there are tenured professors. And on top of that, guess what? The tenured professors are not going anywhere. Why? Because it's tenured. That is a job for life. You are waiting in line behind tens of thousands of people with the exact same degree as you for somebody to die. You are waiting for somebody to die and a job opens up. And then when that person dies and the job opens up, you line up with 20,000 other people with the African American Studies Master's. And you know who they're going to give the job to? The one with the PhD. Oh, my God. Yes, I heard that story a million times before. Ladies, if you sacrifice family for success, sometimes you wind up with neither. You very rarely wind up with both. All right, let's let's continue. I don't, I don't fell off the track of the movie. All right, so. <laughs> the last place we left off was when she went to work and she threw up on his shoes. Okay, yeah. So she went to work. She threw up on his shoes because that's what actually happens when you get a master. You just, anyway. Okay, and she got suspended. So she gets suspended, 
and she goes to her friend's work. She goes to her friend's, um, she goes to her friend's job and um, the job says, or oh, no, 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 my bad. She goes to her friend's job and what happened? You, you can take it from there. She goes to the friend's job and um, the guy who she was dating who ended up getting married was there. Yeah. Right? I'm gonna I'm gonna write okay. Yeah, right. yeah okay. He was there and um it's so cloudy. I don't know why. <laughs> so was, no, no worries, no worries. I mean okay. if I wasn't looking at it on Netflix, like um like scrolling through and like looking when the scenes was. So he was there and um oh by the way, because it was Tuesday, the fat chick she wore her blonde wig. Oh yeah, she, she had her- different colors for different days. Exactly. So she wore a blonde wig that day. Um, oh, I appreciate the um, super chat, Melly. No problem. Uh, she wore her she wore her blonde wig that day, and she is the accountant for this guy. Because that's how it works in real life, right? Like you just you just become you need an accountant. By the way, how often do people really need to visit their fucking accountant? Like. Like I only go like during tax season or some shit, and this is October. Now this is a different country, so maybe they do shit different. But and you really don't have to visit them, you know, unless you know there's really something that you have to discuss with them. And I doubt that that was the case. So he's visiting the fat friend, and she's like, "What are you doing here?" And you know, they have like this awkward exchange, um, this awkward back and forth, right? And you know, they both say their goodbyes. And and that is that. And then the next scene is back in the club. They stayed in the club, like exactly. <laughs> this is them. I'm telling you, ladies, young ladies, um, um, double D, Jessica. Listen, if you think the club is that, if you think single life is all that's is cracked up to be, then try it. Try it. Actually, y'all have. So it's not what it seems. I know they make it seem like every day is your fucking birthday. The free drinks, the free penis, you know, the 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 free club and shit like that. That shit gets old real quick and you find yourself miserable real quick. And what do they do? They try to encourage other chicks to be single club bitches too. Mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle did a skit on it. It was uh, when he was talking about, you know how they make the club seem fun on TV, but in real life, this is what it's like. Yeah. You know, that's what it's like. Yeah, they are, but they are there regularly. Regularly. Now, this is TV club, so it's always more packed, you know, than than um, than real ones. But, you know, in TV, the club is jumping because this is a black woman movie. Anyway, anyway, so they're in the club and who's there? The bartender that works at the club that this fat chick goes to all the time. And he's there once again trying to seduce the fat chick. Because he has oh so much game. Oh, so much game. So 
you know, after trying to fuck a fat bitch for months, months on end. By the way, by the way, just so y'all know, chicks who are on the cock carousel, it's really like a thirst gauge. They just put it out there and whoever comes back and beg and beg and beg and beg for more is thirsty. You know that he has, you know that you don't have to compete with anybody for him. He's been begging her fat ass for her pussy again for months. She was the last, she was the last person he fucked on Valentine's Day, which means he didn't have pussy lined up on Valentine's Day. You know he what's crazy? Her. What's up? I'm sorry. Go for it. You know what's crazy to me? In real life, if somebody worked in a club, they would be getting pussy all the time, especially if they're not ugly. They should be, right? Exactly. So why is he chasing a fat wig-headed chick? <laughs> That's what I don't understand. I don't know. Maybe he has bad game. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. But um, so he chases her again, and this time he literally sings and dances for her because it's karaoke night. So he does his little monkey. I mean, he does his little dance, hoping to impress the fat chick. And it does. Every day of begging brings him closer and closer to the pussy. Now, it's October now, by the way, because they show like the, the date and time of the movie. So it's October. He last fucked her in um, February. So it's been, what, eight months? Eight months and he's still begging for that pussy? It's the last pussy he had in eight months. And guess what he's doing right now? Because he works at the club, he's probably telling some, he's probably calling somebody else an incel because he fucked her fat ass in, in February <laughs> and been begging ever since. Oh, and he's calling this begging process game. He thinks that this begging process is game. And I guess it is. It's uh, really it's really simping. I would call it simping the way he went about it. Are the two mutually exclusive? You know. Oh, and while this is going on, the slim one. Now keep in mind her only virtue is slimness. Her only, she looks good next to her friend. Like she has, she's just like regular. She's just regular. She's like inexpensive gasoline. Well, it's expensive because it's California. Man, I just got back from Texas. Gas is like one something there. I was like, what the fuck? Anyway. Yeah, same here in Jersey. Yeah, so I think California is just like a fucking expensive ass gas place because it's always like high twos or low threes. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so the skinny one, right? You know, so she's out trying to get some, trying to put another cock on her carousel. And she spills some food on her chest while she's talking about herself. You want to take it from there? Uh, yeah, let me see. They're in a club. She spilled the food on herself. Mm -hmm. Um. It was so many club scenes. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to remember which one this was. Yeah, yeah, was no. This, was this the one when um? This is not the one when the when the boy when the married guy came, is it? 
No, this is the one where um, she spilled the food on her chest and he reached over to get it off. Oh, okay, yeah. So they sit in there and he reached over to get it mm -hmm. off and then she slapped him. Yes. She slapped him. Yeah, and broke his nose. Because, and broke his nose. <laughs> All because he tried to get... His, yeah. No, she could have just pushed his hand away. Exactly. But she wanted to slap him. By the way, right. this lady was very violent. That's not the first time she hit a man in this movie. Exactly. Exactly. It's not the last time. Yeah. And it's not the last time. So she slaps him and then she runs off and she tries to get her friend to leave. Mm -hmm. And, you know, her, her friend was having a good time with her boyfriend, the one I was singing the karaoke to her. Mm -hmm. And um, they ended up running out the door. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that is how the night ended um, for them. All right. So let's see. Her friend tells her again how great being single is. And ah, um, hold on. I think I missed something. Oh, she tells her friend that she wants to move out. She tells her friend that it's time for her to move out of her apartment. Now, keep in mind that this is a um, extremely successful young black woman, but she has a roommate. But now she says it's time for me to move out, you know, after she got written up for, um, for coming to work drunk and throwing up on her, her um, guy's shoes. This woman feels so secure in life because life has been handed to her that she just feels completely comfortable going out on her own and paying more in rent, um, even though she's probably going to get fired soon. So she does that. And then they, let's see. Um, oh, and she tells her friend that she's going to start online dating. So in the middle of her meeting, in the middle of the meeting that she had with her boss, you know, the person that she called HR on. This is the person who can fire her. What does she do? She checks her Tinder account right in the middle of the meeting. That wasn't a meeting with like a bunch of people. And, um, you know, like he couldn't see what was going on because it's a bunch of people. No, this is a one-on-one -on -one meeting when he's telling her about the last bullshit that she did that she almost got fired for. And then she's going to answer her Tinder profile right in front of him and scream, yes, I got a match. <laughs> and society, because of affirmative action, tolerates shit like that. That was wild. That is what they're telling these young girls. Just focus on your career and, you know, and work is like that. Work is a place that you just go with your wig on, you talk crap to white people and you throw up on black people and you do whatever the fuck you want. You know, you just do whatever it is you want. And and you answer your Tinder profiles in a meeting in the middle of a meeting with your boss. You're like, oh, somebody got me. We matched. And it's OK, because you're the shit. You got your master's in Afro-American studies. Oh, shit. But then they find out that life doesn't work that way. Oh, shit. 
It's not the movie, sweetie. Oh, shit. Anyway, uh, where was, oh, so, um, so they do like a montage of guys that she's dating, that she meets on the, um, on Tinder, right? So she meets this first guy, once again, also more handsome than she is pretty. And she's like, you know, okay, let me get with this guy. And then he smiles. <laughs> now, what happened when he smiled? When he smiled? Oh my God! When he, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. When he smiled, he had this gold tooth right in the front. Oh, so he had a grill. He had or, a grill. A, a just grill. one. Yeah, uh -huh. just one. And then she turned him down. Nah. -uh. Nuh-uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Pookie and Ray Ray get all the pussy. <laughs> That's what I thought. What the fuck? Pookie and Ray Ray get all the pussy. You mean to tell me that she turned a nigga down the moment he showed like a hint of Pookie? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, everybody knows that Pookie and Ray Ray gets all the pussy, right? Everybody knows this. So there was really only one Pookie Ray Ray type in this movie. Uh, surely he's getting all the pussy. Okay. Oh, maybe, maybe. So what about the other guy? You know, the first guy that she gave pussy to on the first night? He had to have been a Pookie Ray Ray, right? No, he wasn't a Pookie Ray Ray. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're telling me that this woman... This woman who's not fat, who has all her teeth, is giving pussy to guys who are not Pookie Ray Ray. And she is turning down guys with a gold tooth. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, <laughs> what about the next guy? Um, let's see. Wasn't the next guy the guy with the um the gold chain? Oh yes, yes. He had a gold chain, um, you know, a red bandana, because mm. you know, he's like the only blood in South Africa. And um yeah, and she whose name is oh yeah, yeah. But um Wait a minute, this guy has game though. This guy has game, let's take a look. Yes, basically um, she said, he said, is your father's name Oliver? And she said, no. To which he, um, no, why? And he said, because you're going to be all over this dick. That was mode one. End game. End game. Mixed exactly. together. But he didn't get it either. But, you know, that's uh, that's what the ladies want. But that's probably because this is South Africa. Like, like they get it here. You know. Um, anyway. Uh, let's see. So... One guy was bisexual and he had another guy on a leash. And, oh, yeah. And that is single life.
Now, while this is going on, she is um, the fat friend is getting closer to this guy who was begging for the pussy since February, and it's now October. He's been begging all this time. So she's at the nightclub that she always go to, that he works at, um, helping him clean up or watching him and talking to him as he cleans up. And then comes to find out that, you know, he's um, there's more to him than that. He actually went to law school. He went to law school and quit to become a bartender, to make a long story short, because he said, my father wanted me to be a bartender. Or excuse me, my father wanted me to be a lawyer. I wanted to be something else. So if I'm to understand this story properly, he quit his bartending job because he didn't want to be an educated lame. <laughs> and then he got a job where there is nothing but pussy every night. You know, he, he, he manages a bar. There's pussy every night. So he's like, I'm not lame. I'm going to work at the bar. I'm going to work at the bar. That's where the bitches be. And they all want to get at the barman. And then he finds himself begging for a fat bitch. For months on end. Why? Because you had sex once this year. In February. And it's October. And you're going back to your last source of pussy, which means that each and every single woman who walks in that bar and out of that bar without you is a rejection. But, but I work in the club. And they're like, yeah, we know. Now, not only did he, you know, this is his situation with the fat chick. She also fucked him last. Remember, she's on a carousel. And she fucked all the guys in the bar. Literally, she fucked all the guys in the bar. No, he quit law school. He quit law school to, you know, because um, he didn't believe C.J. King when C.J. King said, you know, I am the prize. He's one of those, education don't mean shit. Education is not going to get you pussy. You got to go to where the pussy at and spit game. And here he is, spitting game to the only bitch that fucked him in 2019 um, over and over again for months. My father wanted me to be a lawyer, but he's a square. He's a square. He's lame. I'm not going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a barkeep. And I'm going to work with all the bitches. And once they see my shoes, <laughs> they're going to fuck me. Now that's game. <laughs> now that's game. Exactly. 
So after, you know, months and months of chipping away at this fat bitch, God, I can't believe this, this man's life, you know, after months and months of doing that, he takes her bowling, romances her some more, and then she finally, finally uh, sneaks him in and gives him some pussy. So congratulations, you fucked twice in 2019. Congratulations. Aren't you so happy that you weren't an educated thing? Aren't you so happy that you didn't become an educated lame? You know, like the other guy in the movie, you know, the guy who was fucking the more attractive woman, you know, the guy who was fucking the more attractive woman while married and his wife forgave him because he is this because he is the prize and his wife knows it. You know, that guy and he fucked a stripper on his bachelor party. You don't want to be that guy because he's lame. He's lame. You don't want to be that lame ass nigga. But what do I know? It's not my life decision. By the way, I wonder if this fat chick is what's considered to be a starter. You know something? I'm not going to go there. Yeah, get out of there. Don't I'll, go get there. Out of there. <laughs> I'll get out of there. I'll get out of there. All right. Uh, where I will go, however is uh so they went to the bowling alley let's see oh and then they and then the slimmer one she goes to rent another apartment right mm -hmm. and um of course she's putting it on uh social media she's put yeah no i stopped i stopped but no she she put her process of renting an apartment on social media and then um, guess who shows up? The jawline nigga. You know, the one, um, anyway. Her ex. Yeah, her yeah. ex, exactly. Mm -hmm. The one that was fucking her while engaged to another chick, dropped her, married the other chick, but and, and continued to fuck his wife like regular. Wow. All this time, keep in mind that all this time, like during the countless pussies, during the countless pussies that the one guy was fucking, the bartender wasn't fucking any at all, whatsoever. All right, so um, where was, oh, so they meet in the apartment and she just had some choice words, how dare you and blah, 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 blah. And then she slapped him, which was very weird. It was very weird that she slapped him because, um, what was it? What was, oh, she's seen him before. She didn't slap him at her friend's job when she seen him down there. Everything was okay. Yeah, that was weird. I was wondering why, why she did that. Like, why would she slap him now? She's seen him before, like, you know. Like, more time has passed. But I guess she felt bad being single now because she realized how difficult it is and she took it out on him good point yeah so um so that happened and that ended that scene now the scene after that um you know oh so by the way the the barkeep uh, started fucking i already mentioned that mm -hmm. so the scene after that um oh the mother the mother of the slim chick appears right 
and listen to what she has to say. Oh, her voice is too deep. Yeah, it's too long. Yeah, exactly. But um, basically, her mother doesn't like the fat friend. Her mother realizes that the fat friend is going to make sure that the daughter is single and assure that she never has grandbabies. So, um, yeah, exactly, because bad writers. Um, um, that's why she she just got re-mad and slapped him the second time she's seen him, not the first. Anyway, um, so the mother um, is telling her the importance of marriage and family. Um, and the friend is, of course, trying to discourage um, all of that. What's going on, MLT? And of course, her friend is trying to discourage all of that because her friend is part of the sisterhood. Now, her mother actually gives a shit about her. Now, keep in mind that the mother was also single, but she's not glorifying it. She's like, look, I've been single my whole life and it's fucked up and I don't want that for you. She's telling her daughter this, but do you think she'll listen to the mother or the friend? Well, let's watch more of the movie. Now, the next scene is strange as fuck. She's on a lunch meeting with guess who? You want to take it? Yeah. We're talking about the slim chick, right? Yeah, the slim chick. Yeah, so she was on a lunch meeting with her um, her ex, right? Exactly. You know, the guy that would be married or the guy that's married. And the guy that she slapped. Exactly. <laughs> on the lunch date with him. Oh, no, the mother. Keep in mind that each and every single black woman with a speaking part in this movie had a wig on. Each and every single one. Like, that's what's, that's the that's the fashion. That's the international fashion for, for many black women. It's a fucking wig. They, they like to maintain a hairstyle, you know, like, like, like a lot of these black women are going for the cancer look. They're going for that, you know, I want to look like I got cancer. Or I want to look like a 90-year-old woman type deal. <laughs> you know, I want to look like a 90-year-old woman without a church hat. No, they don't. And they weren't even nice wigs. They were like the cheap, horrible looking wigs. I do not know. I do not even like try to decipher between, I don't look at a woman's wig and say, I wonder how much she spent on that. I just look and say, it's a fucking wig. You know, like that's like, that's, that's I mean, like to decipher between that is, is, is trying to like pick ramen noodle packets. It's like trying to pick ramen noodle flavor <laughs> packets. It's like, come on, really? It's ramen fucking noodles. It's not meant to be delicious. You're trying to pick out what's less shitty. Like, ooh, today I'm gonna do the chicken flavor pack. <laughs> like and this is the good ramen noodles. That's that's what you sound like when you're trying to pick through wigs. But not only were they cheap and tacky wigs, they were blonde, pink, like they were different colors. It was just horrible. Oh, damn. So tell me how that works, Melody. Like, do they do they like do they like buy the wig and then dip it in pink paint or do they just <laughs> sell them like pink wig? No, they actually just sell them like that. Like they actually go into the wig store, look at the wigs and say, hmm, I want this platinum blonde hair. And they be like dark as charcoal getting Holy a platinum God. blonde wig. 
Your regular eyebrows, huh? Yeah. And you like long eyelashes. You know what I pictured? And I shit you not. I don't really fuck with uh, women that, that wear wigs. I fuck with women with um, like weeds and sewings and shit like that, but not wigs. I pictured, you remember how kids with Easter eggs, when Easter came around and, um, you know, you would hard boil the eggs and you give it to them and they had this dye packet and then they stir it in the dye and, you know, they mix the colors and shit like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is what I pictured you deal with wigs. I pictured them doing that with their wigs. Oh, I man. Like, <laughs> but it's worse than that. It's worse than that. Why? Because they're doing it on an industrial level. What I'm what I'm telling you is they're making regular black wigs, and then there's a big ass pot with a thousand wigs in it, and, and some <laughs> platinum blonde tablet dye, and and some big ass fat bitch is stirring all of the wigs, like at the same time. She's don't, just go for it. Don't forget they put in bleach in it. You got to bleach the hair. Oh, you, you got to bleach turn blonde. They're, yeah. they're putting bleach and blonde inside the pot and they're stirring it like witches. <laughs> and then they just hang it on a clothes hanger, dry it, comb it, and sell it to you. And then they walk around with that shit on their head. Terrible. Wondering why after a guy is tired of fucking them, they're getting dumped. They're getting bags and packages of shit delivered to their job. And they're putting it on those white mannequin heads. And they're putting it on a white mannequin (laughs) head. Exactly. You you hook up with a chick. You think she cool. You know, the hair's cool. Everything. The body is decent and shit like that. You think this is what you're getting. You go home to fuck and you see a bald white mannequin head. And then she (laughs) says, let me get ready. And she takes the hair off of her head and puts it on the mannequin. So now the mannequin has hair and she don't. <laughs> and you're sitting there with your dick out. Like, what the fuck just happened? And they really was just popping the wigs off their heads like nothing. Exactly. Short braids. Braids that didn't even go past their neck. Like, <laughs> exactly. All right. and, and these are dudes they just met. Crazy. Exactly. They just meet a dude like, you know, this is what I look like underneath the wig. Now, the fat one, it's like, listen, if he's going to fuck, if he's going to fuck the fat chick, then he's going to fuck the one with the wig, too. That's just like, come on. If he's going to fuck the fat one, then he's going to fuck the one with the wig as well. Mm-hmm. That just shows how um, you guys say, like, it's sad to say black men don't really have preferences. They'll just fuck anything. Exactly. Exactly. But I got a feeling that it's probably not like that yet in South Africa. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to normalize it. They're mm-hmm. trying to say all the women have wigs. It's just a style. Get over it. They're trying to get men used to wigs. Is what they're trying to do. But then Jessica Ann will say, why are they fucking the fat white women? Because that's the fat white women's hair. Exactly. It's like if you're gonna go fat, at least go not wigless. Yeah, this is South Africa. Tommy, I think it was Tommy Sotomayor that showed me a clip 
of a bunch of African women at the uh, city dump. And if y'all ever been to the city dump, I used to have to go. Um, I used to have to go um, because uh, back in the day, back in the 80s in Oakland, um, I don't know if my grandpa was cheap and he had to pay for it or if they just didn't do it um, and everybody went to the dump. But we would fill up the truck with garbage. And either my father or my uncles would drive the truck to the city dump where me and my cousins would get in the back and take the garbage out the truck and dump it. We're dumping garbage into the dump yard. I shit you not. We used to have to do that manually. Like wow. my true garbage men, our garbage boys. And and we did it in our in our fucking old shoes. That's how I know. My dad would say some shit like, you know, put your old shoes, um, put your old shoes on. Like, oh shit, we're going to the motherfucking dump. We're going to the motherfucking dump yard. So I know, even now, even now, I'm a, it's, it's well past the 80s. I know what that shit smells like. I know what that shit feels like. It feels sticky. I know what this shit is like. I know what a city dump is like, and the shit's fucking disgusting. And I'm a kid. Keep in mind, like, I played in the dirt all day. I was going to say, I, how old were you? I was maybe like eight. I want to say like eight. Oh, that's messed up. Eight. Yeah. So, um... And my cousins were younger. So, um, and I was doing it since I was younger. That's around eight when it stopped. So I know what that shit um, is like. Um, I know what a city dump is like. And Tommy showed this clip of African chicks digging for used weaves out of the city dump. Shit was fucking awful. Wow. The shit was fucking <laughs> awful. Tommy be finding exclusive shit. Well, he's big enough to where people send it, you know. Yeah. So, so you know, like you perusing through the internet and you see a chick dig a weave out of a dump, out of a city dump, an African <laughs> city dump. You're gonna send that shit to Tommy, and Tommy's gonna report on it. And yeah. So basically, some guys is fucking a woman with sold in garbage into her hair. With garbage sold into her hair. That's yes. just gross. But he getting but he's not an incel. <laughs> he is literally fucking a garbage pail kid. Okay. <laughs> That's just nasty. <laughs> Oh shit! You're too young to know what a garbage pail kid is. But, uh, yeah, I never heard of that. So before they had Pokemon, they had um, they had uh, garbage pail kids. And, garbage pail kids. Yeah. So it was it was like uh, not Yogi Mon. Before they had Yu Gi Oh, they had garbage pail kids, and it was just like a collect a set of collector cards that you traded uh, with other kids and shit like that. And you know, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, in fact, uh, if I kept my collection, I, I probably had like a lot of money uh, for it. I'm pretty sure people would buy some shit like that. This is this is like old school shit. Damn, he said 1986. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, that's about right. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So we all used to have those cards. Um, you know, like it came with a stick of gum. You know, um, you go to the store, you ask your parents. Um, like, hey, let me let me get a stick of garbage pill kids and or a pack of garbage pill kids. I think it was like 25 cents. 
because I remember trading it. Um, I remember trading them. So it came five to a pack. And you would trade it for a nickel, maybe even if a, a dime if it's a good one or something like that. And um, and that's how much you cost. You just divided the cost. Um, and um, but I was thinking, see, see, because I'm a I'm a nerd, I used to think and do shit that was out of the realm of regular kids mm-hmm. um, to give me an advantage over the kids. Like, I give you an example, right? And I noticed that kids don't do this, but um, I used to, to in my head, do any, mini miny, mo, like beforehand, so I know if I would get picked or not. Like I shit you not, like when when the kids would line up and put their shoe in a circle, I would do it ahead of time, like any, mini miny, mo, and then I'm like, okay, so I'm gonna put my foot here. Yeah, you're not the only one who did that. Oh no, okay, that's good. I'm not the I'm not the only one, so I'm not a weird. No. I did that shit. So yeah, no. I used to do that. And then I realized that whoever was Mo on the first go around, like any, mini, money Mo, mm-hmm. um, it was always that person that would ultimately get picked. So I used to time it for that reason. Um, so I used to do a lot of shit. And what I realized with the Garbage Pail Kids is that you got the gum for free. So say, so say you spend a quarter, right? And you go out and get yourself a pack of Garbage Pail Kids and you sell each one of them for a nickel. That's a free stick of gum. Aha. Aha. So yeah. Now it really didn't pan out like that in real life, but that was my plan to 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 get free gum. Yeah. All right. You don't you don't is it, know. Is it true that is it true that gum was um not gum? What do you call that? Yeah, candy was a penny at one point. Um, yeah, but it was really cheap. I mean, and it could have been like before my day. No, it's a little Jessica. It could have been before my day, but um, but yeah, they had what's called penny candy, but it wasn't like um good. Like you could get like a nice uh my favorite was Jolly Rancher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm old as fuck. I'm old, I'm old as fuck. <laughs> I was gonna say that. Uh, but no, I'm not as old to wear regular candy. I know what Melody's talking about. She's probably talking about like the boomers and shit, where regular candy, but no, um, penny candy was just like something that, okay, you know, when you go to a grocery store or something and you scoop like a bunch of them out, that was penny candy. Okay. And then they would count them. Each one would be a, a penny. Yeah, exactly. But since you're buying it by like a scoop full, you know, but it, but you know, you, you wouldn't like like go to a store with one penny and say, give me a candy. And the kid is satisfied with whatever came out. That's like getting one M&M or some shit like that, you know? Yeah, because the way my sister told the story, she's 41 and she's like, yeah, I used to go with like 50 pennies and get 50 pieces of candy. I'm like, really? <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. So you get pieces, like you could do that. It's the same thing, but you you needed 50 cents. She wouldn't have been happy. You got your sister. She wouldn't have been happy if she got one candy. Like if she actually spent the penny, she wouldn't have been she wouldn't have been happy. No, see, see, I'm younger than you, um, new. By by the time I was of now later buying age, I was um, it was ten cents, and they had like some other candy that was generic uh, now later's called Rockers, and they were five cents. So they had like generic now later's that was five cents. They don't sell those anymore. In fact, I don't even see now later's being sold that much anymore either. They sold them by the piece, the nowlators, for five no, cents? No, no, no. Um, five cents will get you like a little pack of five. 
Okay. So candies you don't see much um, anymore was nihilators and mambas. You know, um, yeah. you don't really see those candies anymore. And you've probably never seen it in your whole life. I don't know what a mamba is. I know now laters, but mom, mamba, I never heard of that. Yeah, mambas is, um, that's also like a generic, it's, it's, uh, mambas is like Starburst, but smaller and like slightly less flavorful. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Big League Chew, which is like fake chewing tobacco, but it was, um, it's gum. I don't see that anymore. Mm -hmm. um, oh, oh, there was a candy that uh, dipping sticks. So you took out the stick and it was can it was made out of candy. Mm -hmm. And then um and then you lick it and you dip it into like this this Kool-Aid type thing and you suck the flavor off of that. Um that was a candy and I don't see that anymore. Now yeah. what I do see, and this is my favorite part of um oh okay, okay, I'll I'll check because I do go to a dollar store to get soap and shit, so I'll check. Oh, they um, still have them? Funded. Well, um, somebody said that they sell them in the in the in the um, in the dollar store. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I never so, see So it's called Fun Dip. Yeah. So Fun Dip. Um, Fun Dip was a goodie. Let's see what else. Um, but what they still have, which is which is um, a a layover from my childhood, is the Sour Patch Kids. Are not oh yeah. The Sour Powers. Um. That's a layover from my childhood, and they and but they have they come in various forms now. They come in like rips, you know, where it's just flattened out. Um, so they they come with that, and um, what else? What else? Jolly Rancher, Jolly Ranchers oh, yeah. is my shit. I like Jolly Ranchers. Jolly Ranchers is my shit. Now, get this. In junior high, just so y'all know how old I am, in junior high, uh, girls would take. A plastic spoon, right? And they would do something. I don't know what exactly they were doing, uh, whether it involved microwave or running water on it or shit like that, but they would manipulate the Jolly Rancher in a way to um, to where it became like a sucker, like a really big sucker. And then they would do that and come to school and sell it to the boys. So um, they used to do that back in the day. It took like five of the Jolly Rancher sticks and they wrapped it around a spoon. And yeah. Um, and then maybe it's the Oakland thing. All right, ask your sister. Before I'm going to ask her. Yeah. yeah, but when I was little, it was a couple of things. I don't know if you had these. Um, you would put it in your, it's like the powder you would pour in your mouth. Well, that's, a, that's, that's fun dip. That's what I was talking about. Oh, okay. Well, they had that. And okay. then they also had the ones that pop in your mouth. You ever, you know what those are? Yeah, Pop Rocks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they had that. And then when I was a little girl, we had like the Spice Girls um, lollipops. See, I was a Spice Girl fanatic. I love the Spice Girls. So I used to get like the candy, the dolls, everything. Okay. But yeah, stuff like that they had. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you know about that. Um, I remember the Pop Rocks. I don't know the candy that you're talking. I remember like Push a Push Pop. I remember Ring Pops. But basically, these were just like um, uh, gimmicks. These were just gimmicks to um, 
you know, to it's the same pop, but they like, okay, if we make it into a ring form that don't fit anybody's hand, kids will buy it. You know, it's just some it's just some bullshit. Oh, they still make those. They make ring pops, they make lemon heads. I know. Lemon, I'm, it's these these are candies that don't translate to adulthood because it's bullshit. Yeah. You know, it, it is. It's um it's bullshit. Tootsie Rose is bullshit. Um, black YouTube fanatic. So I didn't buy it. But Tootsie Rose is like fake ass chocolate. Just like the stuff inside Reese's is not peanut butter, some fake shit. Tootsie Rose is bullshit. Boston baked beans is shit. What is that? It, I don't think that they have it anymore. So like right next to the lemon heads would be Boston baked beans. It tastes like shit. It, you know what it is? It's a fucking insult. Like if I didn't like a kid, and every now and again I come across like a kid I truly don't like, I would I would I would fucking give him Boston baked beans and like <laughs> and like make him or her eat it and and compliment me and say thank you. Like and I I'll, I'll just stand there like, what do you say? I just gave you some candy. <laughs> like I would do that just to fuck with his soul, just like when my auntie used to give me motherfucking draws. <laughs> you so mean. <laughs> I remember that shit, auntie. I remember that shit. That's why I fucked you up when I became an adult every Christmas. I remember that shit. I'll never forget. What in the fuck am I going to do with a pack of draws? My parents give me draws. What in the fuck? Do you think I was just walking around drawless and I want some? I want a pack of your fucking draws? Why in the hell would you give me He-Man draws and not He-Man action figure? They cost the same. You are just a fucked up human being. You, <laughs> you just, you just, you buy little boys underwears. What in the fuck? What in the entire fuck? Who in the hell got draws for 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 uh, an event, Christmas or your birthday? Who in the fuck got draws and you had to say thank you, but you really wondering what the fuck is wrong with this adult? I cried one year because um, one of my aunts bought me a pack of training bras. What? And I, I was only like five or six and I, I didn't want them. So I cried. I wanted, you know, I wanted something to play with. <laughs> Who in the hell? Listen, some people are not qualified to be fucking aunts and uncles. I was like, what? You read my whole Christmas list and 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 there wasn't draws was not on that motherfucker. I know that. I, I don't remember my Christmas list, but I know I wasn't a kid that wrote draws. <laughs> I, I was a kid, even before I was entirely literate, I would just like copy what I seen because they had like these, they had like a um Toys R Us back when Toys R Us was a thing. They had the catalog and the adults would give that to us. And we would we would make the list best as we can from that. And never was it draws there because it was a Toys R Us catalog, not a fucking Draws R Us catalog. What? Who? You didn't even read the list. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, Spider Man draws. They like look. It got Spider. I don't give a fuck. Spider Man has Spider Man on it. Like the Spider Man web shooter has Spider Man on it. The Spider Man mask has Spider Man on it. The Spider Man action figure has Spider Man on it. Why the fuck you give me draws? Yeah. I would rather <laughs> Spider-Man's than a fucking pair of draws. Because you could trade it. You could trade it for another uh, kid's action figure. But see, um, Spider-Man wasn't... wasn't um, so in my day, uh, a long time ago, in the 80s, in my day, um, there were three things that you could buy a young boy. And it was a vast army of this shit. 
Um, there was a G.I. Joe, a Transformer, or a He-Man. Those were the three things. And um, and there's like there's like a wide variety of Transformers you could get me, a wide variety of G.I. Joe's, the action figure, and the accessories, the trucks and shit that they that they drive in. Um there's a wide variety of, of He-Mans that you could give me, including the, the, the Battle Cats and the, and the, and the you know, uh, mobile command units. Well, not, not a CI Joe, but the vehicles. And you mean to tell me through all that shit, you walk past the toy section to the draw section to get me some motherfucking draws. I fucked her up every Christmas when I became an adult and got some coins in the bank. Fuck you. <laughs> I... I a kid will do not give your kids drugs. They will never forget that shit. They'll be in their fucking forties remembering that shit. Or training uh, bras. Or training bras, exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, I appreciate the I appreciate the super chat, New. Um, appreciate the super chat, New. You said uh, you used to dip the dipsticks um in Kool Aid packs. Yeah, yeah. I used to sneak Kool Aid um and eat it raw. I didn't. I never. I, I don't remember at least uh, using a dipping stick for it. But yeah, I used to just pour it in my mouth for now. Uh, that's hood. Finger in it. Yeah, it is hood. I that's hood. hood. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Thundercats. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Silverhawks was generic, but you know, but um, but yeah. I, I mean, I spoke with a Silverhawk. Um, but did you used to drink um sugar water? No and syrup sandwiches. Well, it was peanut butter and syrup sandwiches. But, um, <laughs> Not um not 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 shit water. No, I'm not gonna drink like Kool Aid back in it. Did but you no. did you eat it because you had to or because you wanted to? You talking about the the um syrup sandwich, the peanut butter syrup? Yeah. No, I just ate it when it wasn't no jelly. We just used syrup. I actually preferred that over the jelly. Oh. Yeah. But no um um what I want to say. Oh, so um I didn't make my own stuff um when I was a kid. So, see, the household I grew up in, uh, the boys took, just like I told you before, the boys took out the garbage. So we would actually have to go to the city dump and ride there on the back of a garbage truck with actual garbage in it and our old shoes and then dump the shit out. But um, it'll be like my female cousins or aunties that did all the cooking, including, including making the Kool-Aid and... Um, and making the, the the peanut butter sandwiches. Like I shit you not. Even when I was like 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 you know a kid, like you know like old enough to make my own sandwich, um, the woman in the house made the sandwiches for me. That's how I grew up. That's and that's why I talk like. That's why I say get me a sandwich. You know that's why I talk like that. You know I would yeah. take the trash and mow the lawn or or um, depending on how young I was, like sweep the grass up after after an adult mowed the lawn. Um, I would be out there like sweeping the grass up. Um, I would have to do shit like that, and the women never had to get dirty. They would make the peanut butter sandwiches and shit. Um, and it tripped me out because um, one of my cousins, who's the same age as me, um, you know, she would put the recommended amount of of sugar in the Kool Aid, and that's how I know she did it. Like, how fucking cool is that? How fucking square is that? I'm like, you're a kid just like me. What are you counting calories or some shit? What in the fuck? Who in the fuck put two cups of sugar in a in a in a Kool-Aid? Why do people make Kool-Aid so sweet? I never had Kool-Aid that tastes normal. Because I'm a kid and I like sweet Kool-Aid. What in the fuck? 
you're a kid too. Why why are you putting like regular amount of sugar in the Kool-Aid? What the fuck is wrong? It used to freak me the fuck out. And that's how I knew she made it, because it didn't have enough sugar. Even the adults knew, you know, that we're kids and we want more sugar in our Kool-Aid. What in the fuck? I I at first I thought that it was just like two cups of sugar left in the in the in the box, but nope. Nope, that was just some weird shit. That was just some weird ass shit. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I guess you're not cool enough either, Melody, because you want regular amount of sugar. Listen, if if you want regular amount of sugar, then you get sugar sweetened Kool-Aid because it already it already has the right amount of sugar in it. People buy the packs because they want to they want to increase their sugar intake. Well, no, I, I used to like a lot of sugar, but I'm saying every time you went to somebody's house, it was like more sugar than Kool-Aid, more sugar than Kool-Aid and water. Like, yeah. it just tastes like you was drinking pure sugar. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, on our next movie review, because um, I know you don't watch TV growing up and you're a lot younger. So this movie is before you were born. But for our next movie review, we could do House Party 1. We'll do okay. House Party 1. Um, and this was uh, before your day. Uh, what, I think this movie came out in like 1990 or some shit. So, um, and um, and there's some there's some sugar there's some Kool Aid shit going on there too. So okay, yeah, you'll find yeah, out. We can do that. Yeah, I'll I'll see if they have it um, somewhere so you can watch it. Um, okay, but let's continue with this movie. So, the chick meets her ex husband. Um, you know, for lunch. And then she says, you know, so what, are you going to cheat on your wife with me? Um, and then he said, are you offering? And then she gets up and leaves. Like, wait a minute, you came all this way. You basically offered him pussy because you said, are you going to cheat on your wife with me? Like, that's an offer. That's an invitation. Like, you know, are you going to take it? But, you know, he was joking and she and she got up to walk away. And then he stands up and makes a scene and says, I'm getting a divorce. Or no, he said, I got a divorce. And I'm like, really, nigga? Really? You didn't even give it a year? You just divorced your wife who has a wig? And, <laughs> and when she asked you why, the reason is, is because you fell in love with this other chick with a wig? Now, keep in mind, they never really say what she did to make this man fall in love because they don't really have to put in effort according to these movies. You just have to be as fucked up as you. You never have to grow or self-improve to get the guy to fall in love with you. You just have to be yourself and he gets married and leaves his wife for you somewhere in mid-June. Now, he left his wife not knowing if he was going to get with you. He like left his wife and got slapped in the apartment and then after she just slapped the shit out of you, you're like, okay, I'm going to try to make this chick my wife. So I left my wife of seven years to get with a chick that I've been with for two months while seeing my wife. And then, you know, um, and then get with this chick because her head is oh so good when the wig is off. You know. So they decide to um, get back together because nothing could go wrong from this, right? You know, this is the best idea that both of them ever had. 
Okay, so let's see. Moving on to the next scene, and let me find out what that is, and then I'll hand it to you. Um, okay. Start it off when you find it, because, you know, it's really cloudy. Yeah, I understand. So this is the, this is the pitch. Don't blame, don't blame Melody, by the way, because, um, because the movie reviews I do is normally shit like house parties. It's normally like shit that I've seen over and over and over again, and the shit's like, you know, embedded in my memory. Um, um, I hit Melody up the other day um, to watch this um, and told her to watch this and we'll do a movie review. Cause y'all know she about to start a channel soon. So subscribe. Um, and I'm like, you know, this, uh, this will get you one-on-one um, -on -one practice. So um, I was like, let's do, um, let's do a movie review on this. I was going to do it by myself, but I think this would be good for you because you're single and this is about single women and sisterhood and shit like that. So um, the next scene is she's about to pitch the guy whose shoe she threw up on. So you want to take that one? She's about to do the sales pitch. Go ahead and take this one. I'll do the next one. Okay. So, so she pitches the rapper whose shoes she threw up on, you know, this, um, her sales idea. Now they don't go into details of what the idea is, but it's spectacular. Now in this meeting, it seems to be three black women and a white guy because that's just anyway anyway these are corporate women so one of now the one of the extras chick and this is my first time really noticing her because she's an extra she's supposed to just blend in with the background is way hotter is way hotter um, and if you want a freeze frame on her, it's at one hour, 13 minutes and 22 seconds. If you freeze it right there, if you have Netflix, this is on Netflix. If you have Netflix and you freeze it right there, she's the one in the purple. Now, I have a weak spot for chokers and y'all know why. I have a weak spot for chokers and she is wearing a purple choker to go with her purple, um, the, her purple shirt. And her purple shirt goes with her big ass titties. So an extra is hotter than a leading lady by far. But the jawline nigga is never going to go for the extra. He wants this chick because, you know, wig. Anyway, so <laughs> he pitches the idea to this guy. And because she is oh so successful, you know, he loves it. Now, her whole job was riding on the fact that, you know, he would take the pitch. If he didn't, she would get fired for being the bitch that threw up on his shoes and losing the account. But she got it and she gets to stay in the new apartment that she just moved into while being written up. Ironic, isn't it? But, you know, bad writing. So during the meeting, she gets a bunch of balloons and teddy bear and shit like that, you know. And in front of her boss and the client, she goes crazy. And keep in mind, for whatever reason, the secretary, who's a white woman, the secretary interrupts the meeting to give her balloons and shit. She could have just put it on her desk, but no, she had to interrupt the meeting to do this. See, in these movies, work is never work. Work is never work. How many people had a job that they truly 
fucking hate it. That they truly fucking hate it. How many people wanted to meet their boss in prison? I'm not talking about like if you're working in a coal mine or some shit like that. How many people um, like work in an office and you really hate your fucking job? You just want to like fucking like kung fu the shit out of your boss. See, I'm going to tell y'all who gave the best description of work that I ever heard in my fucking life. It was the movie Office Space. When dude said, every day I go to work is worse than the previous day. Which means that every day that you see me is the worst day of my life. And he's like, so you mean to tell me that today was the worst day of my life? That is work. When you go in and every day is the worst fucking day of your life. And he actually left the office to get, um, he had the same job I do, a software engineer. He was working on the Y2K project. Now it's before my time, but you know, um, that was his job and he fucking hated it. But according to these movies, these bitches have these amazing jobs that they get paid to be on the internet and and give presentations and and to be cute and pitch a client and the client always loves it you know they're real estate agents and they always sell a house they never have down periods or anything like that everything is just perfect and they get balloons and shit delivered in the meeting and you don't care because your boss is just so cool with it those of you who've seen Office Space, imagine imagine getting a box of chocolates, you know, from your girlfriend, you know, when uh, uh, with Lumberg is giving a meeting, when Phil Lumberg is giving a meeting, and you just get a goodie and interrupt the meeting, like right in the middle of him talking about your TPS reports. That's work. That is fucking work. But see, they don't want to tell the young women that because then the young women wouldn't give up romance for a goddamn degree. They're not going to tell these young women that you're going to go to school for six years, you're going to get your master's, and you are going to wind up in a shitty-ass job where every day is worse than the previous day. And this will happen for the rest of your life if you do not find a penis to suck. And you will still be sucking penis. So she gets a bunch of balloons and shit at her job in the meeting. She interrupts the meeting, um, you know, cause she just got the sale. This is the meeting that her job relies on. She interrupts because she's seen the, the, the balloons and teddy bears and shit. And she's like, oh, boss, client, everybody else, wait for a minute while I read who this is coming from. I won't put this off until later. 
And she realized that it came from, you know, her ex and she starts stabbing the balloons like a maniac in front of her boss, client, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, if this were a um, um, normal person or if this was real life, the dude would have been like, look, that was a great pitch, but this is a crazy bitch and I'm out. Fuck you. Fuck your company. Y'all got crazy balloon stabbing bitches in here. <laughs> fuck that. But of course, this is fantasy land where everything black woman does is right. And there's always a dick at the end of the rainbow, you know, and guys leave their wives for you, even though for a chance to get with you through dinner or lunch. You know, like that's a real thing in movie land. Like, you know, oh yes, um, I left my wife. I was hoping to get with you afterwards. Like, yeah, that happens. Rich jawline niggas is always there like that for you, right? All you have to do is wear your best wig. So let's see, that's that scene. Uh, she goes out. And he begs her and, you know, she takes him back. Now, let me see what comes after that. So the fat chick is getting closer to, you know, the bartender guy. Oh, and then she realized. Now, get this. Get this. So she realizes that um, her fat friend now has a boyfriend. Now, I want to point something out. I want to point something out to you. Um, to everybody. The bar that they go to is downstairs from where they live. So they live like in a in a in a apartment building and like at the very bottom floor is the bar. That's what it seems like. So their life, their the entirety of their life is surrounded by their apartment. It's like right there. Her friends, and by friends, I mean her friend duh. Her only friend in the world lives in that apartment building. The only place that they go to is right downstairs from that apartment building where her friend's boyfriend works. Everything is that apartment building. So um, so she goes past, she goes to that nightclub. Now keep in mind, it's during the day. So apparent, so this is just bad writing. So apparently he owns or he manages, excuse me a bar and nightclub that he works at for 20 hours a day. He's there during the day and he's there at night because everybody pulls in 18 hour shifts and still don't get laid. So she finds out that they are boyfriend and girlfriend and she is pissed. Take it, Melody. Okay, so um, she finds out their boyfriend and girlfriend, mm -hmm. um, and she got pissed. So I'm trying to think of the part it was at. Is that the part where she moved out? Where she moved back out? Uh, yeah. Well, um, yeah, that's the part where she she called her friend. So she said to her friend, "The difference between you and her is that she's getting paid." Are the difference between you and a whore is that a whore get paid? You just gives it up for free. Now, 
I want to point point out that the friend who encouraged her to be single, the fat friend who was like single, single, oh so single, 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 oh so single. It's great, it's great. You do anything you want, you can do what you wanna do when you're single. She basically broke it down like that. She made, you know, she made the single life seem like the greatest thing since sliced stick. And then um, come to find out, she actually was looking for a relationship. And she's in one that she kept from her. So well, I, she, hmm? I was going to say, I don't think she really cared about her relationship. The skinny girl didn't really care about. The skinny girl didn't really care about the fat girl's relationship. It was the fat girl who cared about her relationship more. Right? Elaborate, please. No, because you're, I'm confused. The part you're talking about is when the fat girl was mad at her or the skinny girl was mad at the fat girl for her relationship. So the skinny girl was mad at the fat girl first. And then the skinny girl, because she was mad, she said, um, is this, um, she, she said that the only difference between you and a whore is that you give it up for free. And then the fat girl got mad and, 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 and told her to get out the apartment. Okay. All right. Now I, I know what part now. But yeah, but, but it seemed like it was the fat girl's goal to make sure that the skinny girl would be, um, alone and miserable while she has her boyfriend. Right. And the reason why she does this is because she don't want to live in a situation where the skinny, knowing that the skinny girl can take the boyfriend from her at any given time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Double D. All right. So let's see. They have their exchange. They do the montage where they're in a relationship. Ah, I know you remember this one, Melody. Okay. So the double date. The double date between the fat chick, her new bae, and the skinny chick, and her jawline nigga. Okay. Yeah, I do remember that part. Is that the part when it was at the um, karaoke place? Exactly. Yeah. And the, and the guy that was singing... He looks mighty familiar. I'm not going to say who. Oh, can I say it? <laughs> I'm not going to say. Oh, you know, you know, too. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say who, but he looks okay. mighty familiar. Yes. He looked like somebody in this space. Yeah. Who's also in Africa. Okay. So, all right. Now, um, let's see. So, they have their double date. Go ahead. <clears throat> okay. Trying to remember. So they had their double date. Mm -hmm. And um basically the skinny girl was is happy in her relationship now after they went through everything. And the fat girl was sitting there the whole time mad because she didn't want the skinny girl to be happy with this guy at all. Mm -hmm. So the whole time she's like me mugging them while they're over there, like smiling, laughing, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And even her friend was like, Yo, what's up? Like, chill. He even he even knew that she was hating on them. Right. But um, yeah, so she sat there the whole time, Matt. And then finally she got up. Wait, I don't want to skip anything. 
they they saw that there was tension, so they was like, "All right, how about we go up and sing a song?" Mm-hmm. Right? That's how it happened. Right. So then she um she got mad and just she stormed out. Right? Mm-hmm. Did I miss anything? No, no, you're right. Yeah, she got mad and she stormed out. So the skinny girl followed after her, ran outside after and everything, and then they got in, they exchanged some words. They got into an argument. Mm-hmm. So then a girl told her to come get her clothes, the rest of her clothes, and get out. Yeah. And she did. Then she did. Now, um, here, let me let me find a timestamp because I'm I'm scrolling through it. And when she packed all of her stuff to go out, she had all of her boxes. Guess what was on top of all of her boxes? That wig head? Yes. <laughs> A wig yes. mannequin with no wig on it because the wig is on top of her head. Everywhere she goes, she takes her wig mannequin. What in the fuck is it? They're trying to normalize that shit. They 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 want they want black men to just say, you know something? Having a woman having a severed white head mannequin in her possession is just a natural part of womanhood. They want to norm they want us to get used to that shit. That shit would freak me the fuck out. I got a feeling that it stares at you. I got a feeling that it stares at you. Because, like, think about it. They put it on their nightstand or something, and it's probably just facing towards you to where when you wake up, the first thing you see is a fucking white mannequin bald head looking at you. (laughs) And then you get that jolt, and you look away, and then what you see next to you is a bald bitch. In your bed. With all of her hair packed underneath a motherfucking wave cap like yours. You still groggy when you wake up. You thought that a nigga and his white friend, you know, one snuck into your bed and the other one is staring at you waiting for you to wake up. That's the first thing that would come to my mind. That shit is sick. That shit is sick and creepy as hell. Wake up next to Tiffany Haddish. <laughs> oh, God. You need to do a show on her. She has no idea where she stands on the sexual marketplace hierarchy. She offered Leonardo DiCaprio some pussy and she thought he'd take it. Yeah, she's low budget. Definitely. But she doesn't realize it because brothers have no standards. So she was made to feel that she was the shit until she took her pussy into a different market. And he was just trying to say no thank you without seeming racist. That is that is the state of your pussy. The shit is awful. I mean, because just by virtue of not being fat, she's the shit. But she has like, what the fuck is that on her face? She has like a science experiment going on. Like, what the fuck is that? Is that no, the full stage? Let's that- keep it real. What's she up? hit the wall hard. Yeah, that's the pupil stage. Now, that being said, she she did do the shit with that banana. I'm not going to lie. With the banana and the grapefruit, the grapefruit and the banana scene would get her, um, you know, um, some penis in, a, in that one hole only. In that one hole only. Only. 
because that was some shit. Yeah. That was some, that was, that, that was, that, but that's it. Like outside of that, that's it. And that's not enough for Leonardo DiCaprio. It's enough for, for, for Game Changer. It's enough to give Game Changer head. <laughs> it is. I wouldn't even take it if I was a guy. Yeah. I mean, the moment you find like another banana uh, grapefruit chick, then, you know, that's it. And she told everybody. She told everybody her secret in the movies. All right, so they back together. They do the whole montage. He's happy with the whole funnel thing, whatever she got going on there. And, you know, he's comfortable with um, with them. You know, um, he's comfortable with her shaving her armpit um, in front of him while he's taking a shit. I'm wondering why she's not uncomfortable. Oh, she brushing her teeth. Don't brush it. Do not brush. That's just. Do not brush your teeth while somebody else is shitting. <laughs> That's I cringy. Smell and taste minty freshness, not shit. And I don't want to hear it hit the water. Like it's all kind of stuff going on. And like if you're like me, if if you're if you're like me, you gotta hold your dick up when you take a shit or else it'll touch the water. So it's all kind of uncomfortableness. There I am sitting down with my dick in my hand so it don't touch the water and you come in and brush your teeth. That's just, what the fuck? What the entire fuck? So you're a woman and you don't know what the fuck the funnel is. I got a feeling. So it's called the Diva Cup. I seen it on some other feminist ass bullshit movie. It's called the Diva Cup. What does it do? I have no fucking clue. I thought women knew. I I never well, seen like with a chick. I never yeah. seen one. I personally don't want to. I don't. I don't like. That's just some weird shit. So apparently, I don't know what it is? All right, all right. Go for it. Go for it. I, I, don't gross me out because I haven't eaten dinner. But but okay, please. I'm not okay. I won't gross you out. Forget it. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you later. Yeah, Google it. Google it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so I'll I'll um I'll send me a message and I'll read it after I eat okay. because what in the fuck y'all got funnels now I mean I know the basics just in case listen see and that's why I don't want to be a single father either I feel bad for complex design because his daughter one day is going to say daddy can I have a funnel it's going to be like what the fuck the you fuck? know what it is huh I said you know what it is I I swear I don't I swear okay, I put don't. it this way like one idea comes to mind and that's so bizarre and fucked up that I don't even want to think about it. I, 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 I like hope it's not that. I hope it's something else that makes more sense. Well, it's when a woman is is on her monthly. Oh, I assume it has something to do with that. Okay. She used that instead of a pad or a tampon. You just sit it up in there and the, the blood will go in it. And once it fills up, you change it. Oh, so the funnel is not open on the end. No, I've never used it, but I know what it is. Holy shit. Holy shit. God. Yeah, I, used, I used tampon. You're supposed to fucking message me that. What the fuck? God. <laughs> Sorry. So it all collects inside the cup, and then, and then, like, at the end of it, you just take it out, and it's, and it's all that shit. 
all mm-hmm. that shit, all that shit. <laughs> it's gross. I would rather Holy use a God. She is putting that in a dishwasher. Fellas, fellas, if y'all see that shit, notice she's putting it in a dishwasher. Run, run. She is putting that motherfucker in the dishwasher. She's putting the shit in the dishwasher. Everything you eat was washed with that shit. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, oh shit. He is grossed oh, out. Oh shit. Oh god. Oh god. It's okay, GC. Oh. Oh, oh shit. Oh god. It's in the dishwasher. I'm picturing it now in my brain. God damn. It's in there with the spoons. Fuck. thought it was something else i so and it was worse than what i thought god damn mm-hmm. a lot worse holy shit it's in the dishwasher right now oh you're watching that part no 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 this wasn't in the movie this was this was this was me picturing in my head fellas if y'all see that if y'all see that then know that she puts it in the motherfucking dishwasher just know that all the dishes, dude. All the dishes, my dude. Everything you eat and drink and shit has a little bit of that on it. But yeah, like uh, somebody said, I thought it was the, I thought it was a pee kind of because some of these feminist chicks want a pee standing up, so they get like a funnel, um, or they call it a go girl thing, and and they piss they do fucking retards. That's just disgusting, and this is more disgusting, her. This is more disgusting. Who in the fuck thinks up this shit? I don't know, but I never thought it was um smart. Who in the fuck thinks up this shit? And that means that they just walking around with a period funnel that's full of blood in their pussy for the duration of their period. <laughs> this shit is fucking disgusting. I'm sorry. I should have texted you like you told me to. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Just hit me on the hangouts. I would have ate it after dinner. I'm not even gonna eat like um tonight. Well, I probably was. Think about I, was it. I was gonna have um I was gonna have uh I was gonna make some some tacos with paste picante sauce, but I'm not now. <laughs> Why don't you make some spaghetti? No, I'm not gonna make anything. <laughs> No ketchup, no no salsa, no nothing. And I like it. I like tacos with paste picante sauce, not the stuff that's made in New York City. But that's some god damn. God damn. And he's okay with it. He's okay with the shit because he's in love. Fuck that. Fuck that. Keep the shit a secret. What in the entire fuck? And it was a lot worse than what I thought. Okay, so hold on. Let me go to the next thing. What did you think? It was a sex toy? No, I thought it was a pee. I thought that they, um, I, 
I thought, it, like I told you, I thought it was one of those things that the women piss into, and then it comes out, and they can pretend like they have a penis, so they can pee stand up because there's some fucking weirdo. <laughs> now I thought it was that, which is bad, which is bad by itself. But better than what you thought it was. I mean, better than what it is. Oh, what it is is just you know infinitely worse, infinitely fucking worse. I'm ha I'm so happy I, I haven't came across a chick. Is it new? No, it's been out for a while. But most women just don't use it. We use tampons. Like a normal fucking person. Yeah, tampons is the cleanest thing to use. Pads are not even clean. I don't like pads. Well, I don't. It just seems regular. Like that, I understand, and I grew to understand. But this is some new shit. Just like when you dig first hit an in vitro thing, or not, is that in vitro? Whatever that shit is, where they put it upside you and tie it in a knot or something like that. Oh, so you don't get, yeah, so you don't get period. I mean, so you don't get um, pregnant. Yeah, exactly. Or your period. When you dig first hit that, that is some bullshit. That is some bullshit. Whoever came out with that, that was not <laughs> idea. Wait, so you're telling me your dick hit one? Yeah. Yeah, and it sends like a shock throughout your throughout your entire manhood, but more like you don't just feel like I felt it in my shoulder. Like the shit, the shit's all kind of fucked up. Damn. All right, where was I? All right. So See, I hate that my reviews is longer than the movie. All right, so. All right, so she is, um, she spies on him again, and he is making some secret plans. He's making some secret plans, and she overhears that he's meeting some chick uh, in a hotel somewhere. So he's probably about to break up with her again on her birthday. You want to take it from there? Yeah. So her and her friend, once again, goes to spy on him in a hotel. When they get there, um, his parents are there. And they're um, planning for a um, surprise birthday party. Uh -huh. So then she started practicing on how to act surprised because she didn't want him to know that she knew. Mm -hmm. So... When they um when she went to the birthday party, you know, they said surprise and she was excited and he got down on one knee and proposed to her. That was part of the secret. Mm -hmm. And her best friend was looking at her like, you better not like, no, no, don't do it. So basically, when he said, would you marry me? She said no and ran off. And her friend ran after her. Take it from there. Yeah, I'll take it from there. Now. Okay. So basically in front of his friends, family and everybody on her birthday, he got on one knee and proposed and she said no in front of everybody. Now, keep in mind that when she met him, when she met him, she had just got rejected on Valentine's Day in front of her whole office. And she's like, how can men do this? And then you fast forward and she does the same thing, but worse. And then she's like, you already had a wife and you cheated on your wife. It's like. Um, yes. And since then, you have been sucking my dick and I have been fondling your funnel. So I think that we should be past that. But you wait till I propose in order to 
you know, do this shit again. So hold on, uh, fast forward, fast forward. She's crying. Um, fast forward, fast forward. Let's see, let's see. Uh, the fat friend breaks up with um, the barkeep for no reason, and then she gets back with him for no reason. But because he's not fucking anybody else, he takes her back. Yeah. Um, and let's see. What's, what's this? What's this one? Oh, okay, so she moves back in with her friend. She moves back in with her friend. And um, I guess the guy friends her on Facebook or something like that. And yeah. Yeah. So that's that. And the movie ends, like all Black female movie ends, with the lead character being single. But she's happy being single. Yeah. You see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This this is the this is how they get feminist shit through. They try to get black women content with being single. Oh, I'm so happy because I'm single. I'm so happy, you know, this is me and I'm waiting to exhale and I'm doing my slow motion hug because I'm single now. And this is me. I am the color purple and I get together with my sister and and we do me and my sister never part. That's that's and that's me. Yes, I'm old as fucking ugly as hell and lonely, but but I have my sister and we have purple roses in the garden and all I need is me. And so this chick, she she gets some, you know, um she gets some white safari guy, you know, who drives her to the middle of nowhere while she sits on the hood of the car and drinks you know uh wine or whatnot and and that's how the movie ends now you see let's just say if white people made movie likes movies like this let's just say um if at the end of there's something about mary right and mary goes to adam sandler and say I don't want to marry you. Get the fuck out, you stalker nigga. And then at the end, they just show her so relaxed and free because she's single. Or what about what about um, Father of the Bride? Like, you know, they didn't get together at the end. And they were just like, I'm so relaxed and free because I'm single. Calgon, take me away. Where's my funnel? Like, you know, <laughs> or, or if on Coming to America... They showed the chick, you know, the light-skinned chick from New York, and she's like, you know, oh, yes, I'm so happy and free. I left a rich, handsome, um, uh, soul-glow, jerry-curl guy, and I left the Prince of Zamunda, but I am so free, and I'm light-skinned, and, and, and I live happily ever after, you know. Like, that is modern movies nowadays. Every movie that's written primarily for the black chick is like that. They always end up single and they always pass it off as a happy ending. And she all lived happily ever after. That's bullshit. Bullshit.
these bitches are fucking miserable and these movies are leading them astray. And now it's gone international. This is probably the first. This is probably the first of the single bitch brigade um, movie. This is the sisterhood spreading their bullshit internationally. Oh, and by the way, they mentioned stuff from America there, like Steve Harvey and shit. Like Steve Harvey say that you shouldn't sleep with a guy on the first night. It's like, oh, God. Steve Harvey tells you to wait 90 days, which is, you know, like um, 30 days more than your entire relationship with the dude. So I think he has a bad idea. Anyway, um, so they're already influencing their culture to, to make it seem like singleness and wigs and sh wigs are normal. Um, it's nothing wrong with being fat. If you're fat and 35, you'll find somebody and he'll just keep begging and begging and begging. And he'll eventually, and you know, you'll eventually find happiness. And if you're young and pretty, you can make you can remain single because you know that even if you get fat at 35, the guys will still be there until you find out that it was just a movie. Your job is going to be shitty. Your life is going to be shitty. The club is going to be empty, and you will just be fucked up permanently. Permanently fucked up. But hey, so go for it. There was so many fucked up messages in that. Yeah, it was. It, it was. It was like a cold. That's why I chose this movie for a review. You know, it was a cauldron of fucked up, um, of fuck up in this. And, and it's more fucked up now that I know what that fucking funnel is. Like, this <laughs> chick is fucking disgusting. She is fucking disgusting. Like, she's cute on the outside, but like, like, she just takes off her wig and pulls out a funnel and just. Everything about her is shit. No matter where she cleans that funnel, it is fucking disgusting. If it's the bathroom sink where I brush my teeth, the shit is fucking disgusting. If it's on the toilet where I shit my shit, it's disgusting. If it's, if it's in the kitchen sink where I wash my potatoes and tomatoes, it's disgusting. If it's in the dishwasher, the dishwasher is the most disgusting place it can possibly be. And I bet you, I bet you that's where it is. And you want to know what's even more fucked up? You want to know what's <laughs> even more fucked up than that now that I know what it is? Just that. So, so on the movie, and Marco, Marco, if you're there, you've seen this movie um, called Black Christmas. It started off with a chick in a sorority house, a white chick, she walks up to another white chick and she said, have you seen my diva cup? I can't find it. Where's my diva cup? And Get out of here. They said that in a movie? They said that in the movie and I didn't know what a diva cup, so that was the first time I seen the funnel. And I, and I thought I thought then that was <coughs> shit. I thought it was some piss shit. And she said, I'm about to have a midterm and I need it. And she said, no, but you can use mine. Holy shit. Ew. Holy shit. Holy shit. They're taking it too far with that. They are sick. They are sick. Whoever invented this shit is sick. And this is product placement. This is a form of advertisement. This is product placement. Whoever is placing this shit in movies is fucking sick. It's sick. They are exchanging fucking period cups. That shit is disgusting. They're trying to normalize shit like that. She And then she put it up her pussy right in front of her. And, and in front of everybody in the camera. It's like, holy shit. And I, that's why I thought it was a pee thing. I thought, like, maybe she had to pee or some shit. But, you know, but no, no, it's worse. It's worse. It is a period catcher. 
It is a fucking period <laughs> catcher. If somebody, uh, dude, if you ask to, nigga, if you ask to borrow one of my condoms and I say, you know, oh no, they all used up and you dig one of my used condoms out the trash, I'm whooping your ass. I am whooping your fucking ass. If you try to use my, but just being a nasty ass nigga, but just being a nasty ass nigga, if you wash out one of my used condoms and put it on your dick, I am, what the fuck? And we're not friends no more. I can't be friends. What the fuck is the entire fuck? Shit is fucking disgusting. Anyway, anyway, this movie is trying to normalize single, a bloody mess. It's, it's trying to normalize wigs. It's trying to normalize fat. It's trying to normalize singlehood. You know, it's trying to normalize everything. Everything that's it's trying to normalize like white severed heads in bitches' closets. It's trying to normalize a lot of abnormal shit. Are you gonna drop the link so people can come up? Uh, I don't even know if people want to come up because the movie reviews I noticed movie reviews don't really get many hits, and I can understand why because um, people either don't care for the movie or they already seen it, um, or they're gonna watch it, which means that. It's uh, they don't want all the spoilers. So I get it. But, you know, I have to prepare the people that do watch the people, the people who do watch, um, you know, for for what they're in for. Exactly. I just want to hear everybody's opinion about like the sisterhood and what do they think about the wig heads and the wigs? I want to hear people's opinion. Yeah. Yeah, true. True. I put, yeah. I, put, I, put it, I put it out there. But you see, here, here, here's, here's the thing. Like, think about the white fairy tales for a second, or the white fairy tales. You know, think about, think about like a, a Cinderella. Wait, which, no, not Cinderella. Uh, what's her, Snow White. Think about Snow White, right? Mm-hmm. If Snow White was a black woman and they called her Ebony or something like that, and she's pitch black, the movie would play out exactly the same except the prince wouldn't come or she would reject the prince. Yep. And then they will say that, and then she slept beautifully forever and ever and ever and had dreams of, uh, and had dreams of scrolls and, um, and food and hair. And then she fell into a deep, pleasant sleep from which she never awoke. Like that would be the happy ending if a sister wrote Cinderella. Yeah. If a sister wrote, um, uh, or Snow White, but if a sister wrote Cinderella, it she would wouldn't be, find her prince. Well, she would find her prince, curb him. And then, um, and then when he comes begging, she would leave him and say, "Oh no, no, I'm gonna get me a job. I'm gonna get my education." And she winds up single, working in a marmalade factory, and living happily ever after. Snow Black and the Hundred Nigger Army. <laughs> <laughs> so who said that? Snow Black. <laughs> uh, Snow Black and the Hundred Nigger Army. Wait. I don't see that comment. That's funny. It's the last one. It'll probably come up with anything. Well, yeah. Um, and and what else? If Rapunzel, if Rapunzel 
Like recall, oh God. let down your, your ebony hair. And then she lets it down and he tries to climb up, but it detaches because it's a wig. <laughs> and it falls off. It falls or, off. Or she'll hold her um her wig hat at the window with the with the wig on it. Yeah. Oh the wig head. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't a, I don't have a white face on it. <laughs> and then he tries to climb up, but it breaks, and then she says he wasn't strong enough. He can't handle mm -hmm. he can't handle all this. Holy shit. Yeah. But fellas and ladies, peep it. It's always all of the movies, all of the movies that are for them, that are made by them for them, or by Tyler Perry for them, you know, or by Terry McMillan for them, you know, like all these movies end with the bitch being single. And they walk, and and basically the movies isn't about getting relationships. It's about coping with being single. Imagine if, um, imagine Shrek if Fiona was black. Fiona is black. That's a black name, Fiona. Is that she is black? What are you talking about? That's why at the end, they was like, find your true self. And she was an overweight bitch with no hair. <laughs> <laughs> they say Ursula was black too. Ursula oh, from The Little Mermaid. Oh, yeah. That's another one. And they're coming out with a black Little Mermaid. You know, and her quest mm -hmm. to swirl. Yeah. Who will fall to his death, yeah. Exactly. Like Fiona was black. And it's like, you know, accept your true self. And her true self wasn't overweight. And they're like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah, it's horrible how they look at the black community. But that's only because black people, that's how they put themselves out there. Exactly. So can't be mad at them. Yep. And Shrek tamed a dragon for that fat ass pussy. Oh, this is hilarious. All right, so uh, I'm gonna close down. You have any final thoughts, Melody? No, not really. Thanks for having me, though. Yeah, no worries, no worries. Uh, let me know if you need anything for your channel. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, so I'd like to thank the Cash Apps and Super Chat. Actually, let me check the Cash Apps. Uh, it wasn't that many people, but I'll check it. Ah, oh, shit, my phone's not charged. All right. Um, if you cash app, I'm gonna hit you. Um, I'll hit you for it um, on the next stream. My word, I gave my word. But um, thank you for the cash app and super chats. Um, I like to thank the managers and moderators. I would like to thank those who um, those who are listening silently and those who are participating in the chat room. This is Game Changer Zero Zero One Zero Zero. Game over. Peace. Bye.